Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit Shoutcast. Shoutcast.com. Hi, this is Paul Rudish, the art director from Clone Wars Cartoon, and you're listening to Star Wars Undirect. Hi everybody, this is Josh from TheForce.net. When you get online, be sure to stop by the number one fan site for Star Wars for your daily dose. Our Star Wars news is updated literally a dozen times a day. We cover everything from the upcoming Episode 3 to the latest video games and collecting news. If it's connected to Star Wars, you'll find it on TFN. Post your thoughts about Star Wars, react to the latest news in the Jedi Council forums. Over 10,000 posts a day. Stop by our side of the internet, theforce.net, your daily dose of Star Wars. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. Everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Transmissions. A communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. 
You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. Welcome to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Hi everybody, this is Sebastian, Lunatic and Kid Fisto here, and direct from Montreal, Canada. Hello everybody. A wonderful temperature outside right now. We've got green leaves in the trees. Yeah. Imagine that. It's summer. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and well, that's it today. We got like a really cool main subject we wanted to get to talk about for a long time, and we decided to actually throw the first part of this subject on the table with you tonight, the Star Wars message boards. Which one do you attend? Which one do you participate in? Which one do you pitch about? Etc., etc., etc. We want to know everything and why. The most important question, why? Why? That's it, why? Why isn't it a good board? Why is it a good board? You know, we want to know your reasons. How do people react in the board? How do users behave? That's right. Uh, we also gonna, we're also going to have our upper space segment, the Star Wars Miscellaneous News, community update. Uh, and right now we're going to go to Brian, who's going to tell you how to contact us. You can reach us by email at studio at SWENdirect.com, by MSN Messenger, by adding the user SWENdirect at hotmail.com to your MSN user list, and through the, main, through the chat, which there's also a link on the main website, which is www.swendirect.com. And there's also a webcam uh, link there, so you can kind of, like, watch us. You can, well, you can watch Seb and Danny, because I'm not on the webcam. <laughs> <laughs> we need a wide-angle webcam. That's well, right. we have one. Well, uh, yeah, that's well, eventually. That's eventually. not a webcam, that's a camera. Yes, we're <laughs> filming. And we... Uh, of all the shows to film, we'll f- we're filming tonight's yeah. show. <laughs> and you can uh, remind people that we have uh, a newsletter now. So. We have a newsletter, yes. You can subscribe at the uh, Yahoo groups. Yeah. It's S-W-E-N direct. Yeah. Just go to the uh, main page. There's a link. Just send a blank email to the address posted on the main site. And you'll be added and you'll receive nice little updates of our shows, upcoming shows, and what our show will be about as well as inside information. <laughs> Perceiving to the uh, actual upcoming guest to Star Wars on Direct, which uh, I believe, yeah, producer the Danny here producer, yes. has to talk to uh, talk to us of about. Of course. <laughs> so uh, just a little preview. Uh, I've been talking with people to uh, get on our show. So on June 27th, we will have. Jeff Chialetti again with Lutem Bone at the same time to talk about Silent But Deadly trilogy. The trilogy. All right, the trilogy is now out. Probably we'll be talking more about the third one, but we'll be talking about the trilogy. And on July 11th, we will have uh, Stephen Barnes, who wrote the ebook The Ive and the upcoming uh, novel Sister's Deception. And we'll be talking about the hive a little bit later yeah. in the show. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm talking with two other authors to uh, have on our show during the summer. Nothing confirmed yet. All so right. That's it. Then we'll we'll most probably have two very nice authors on our show. And right now we have to review some movies. 
Oh, yeah. And to please some of our friends in the chat who asked for it, we will be reviewing the day after tomorrow. But first of all, I'm going to let my friends here review yes. the movie Supersize Me. The documentary. The documentary Supersize Me, which will forever take you away from a Mickey D's. You'll oh, never yeah, set yes. a foot in McDonald's. In my case, yes. Ever again. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, uh, Amy and Brian went to see uh, Supersize yes. Me with Raven. But first, we went to McDonald's. We went to McDonald's to have the full experience. Yes. And it was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad idea. <laughs> uh, what can we say about this movie? It's, it's, it's great. It's first. great. And it's basically about a guy who, during a whole month, eats nothing but McDonald's for every single meal. meal. And, oh. if, and if you get asked by the, the, uh, the cashier, the, the cashier, the clerk, uh, to supersize the he goes for meal, it. he has to. He has to go for he it. He has to go for it. And in the U.S., the supersize are freaking Dude. big. They're really supersized. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you guys don't know what it is like here in, in, here in Canada. You ask for a supersize and you get like a regular size from the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he he's followed by three doctors. Yeah. yeah. Who, and, uh, and he's a pretty fit guy at the start, you know. Yeah, he's 185, 6'2". Uh, perfect weight height. Perfect weight height. You yeah. know, he looks like Danny. No. Basically, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and after that, he begins his venture. Yeah. And uh, during the documentary, he goes through the states a little bit and doing some interviews with, uh, yeah. you know, uh, people working di di uh, di dietitians, dietitians, and, and going to school to see what kids are eating in cafeterias. And, and oh, it's horrible! It's horrible. You know I mean. <laughs> It's been known for years that what we eat in cafeteria in schools, it's, it's really disgusting. No, but you didn't see the movie. Yes, you didn't see the movie. Like, the girl goes into the cafeteria, she gets four bags of chips, a piece of pizza, and french fries, yeah. and, like, Gatorade, and she, oh yeah. she goes out to the cafeteria. And, and the, the I got my vegetables, my, my fries. My fries. <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, like the Jack Black uh, MTV special, where they followed him around for a, couple, for a day. Y you guys remember, basically, the Encino Man 4 groups of food? You yeah. know, <laughs> y you have, like, meat is burritos, <laughs> and, like, uh, that's it, vegetables are potato chips. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right, Polly Shore. And then after the third week, he almost has a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He oh wakes up God. in the middle of the night. He's got his left and arm is hurting. He has chest pains. He can't breathe properly. The next and he goes the next day, he goes to McDonald's. Yeah. He goes to the doctors who said, "Stop it now! Uh, stop it now! Because you your li <laughs> your liver is gonna fall apart." <laughs> he's like, "It's worse than an alcoholic." Yeah. Oh, this is so bad. <laughs> it is. And the worst thing about this this documentary is that the guy actually had to go over everything on the menu. Yep. This he is one thing that has to be mentioned. At least once. Yeah. At least once. He has to try it everything at least once. And the, what was it? He, after like the third or second day, he goes for the double quarter pounder, which is basically to a half a pound of a beef, hamburger. Yeah. And, and he, super he, sized. It's super sized. And so he just threw up. He threw up out the window. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> he didn't even finish his meal. That's the exact <laughs> moment when I said, I'm never going to McDonald's again. And the, the, I don't know why, but they, they like the when he, he bites 
It's, it's so hamburger, disgusting. It's, it's like they dripping. pull up the sound or something, and you you hear the squeezing, the the the, the, <laughs> the crunching, the and crunching, and the the, the the grease going out the meat. No, it's soft. That's right, folks. Now SpongeBob SquarePants Krabby Patties don't sound so disgusting anymore. <laughs> so. It was good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. That's I recommend it. it to everyone. And all American shoots. Yes. And right at when that movie was uh, viewed at Cannes, the next month, McDonald's pulled out the super size size. Fries. They pulled it Fries out. Size the drink and the and the French fries. They pulled it out of the market. But it's still available here in Canada. Yeah, but in the super Quebec. size are. The okay. super it's it's not called super size. It's called gonfler, which is basically to inflate. Okay. Which like is basically you what you're doing to your body. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but in we some got cases, reducing your arteries. Th- there's actually something I want to put a finger on, is that Nathan, Nathan actually worked uh, to make it easy when he was mm-hmm. a, a sophomore in high school. And... Right now, what this movie is going to do is that we're probably going to see Mickey D's going down. <laughs> and I don't think I, I, the reason I don't sa- think so. Sadly, we, we they're they're probably going to lo- like we're, a lot of people are going to lose their any job. money. You don't think so? No. Documentary not are not that scene. No. No. Movie. Like we went to on a Saturday night, and the well, the theater was pretty full, but it was the first weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And but there the was one theater playing yeah, it. But the people applaud. Yeah, applaud. the people applauded after it. Yeah. Well, folks, that's it for Super Size Me. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. Two Thumbs, Thumbs up. up. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. You, yeah. sh- you should go see it. Like yes, definitely. Okay, on the big screen. Day after tomorrow now. That's right, p- people. We actually went to the premiere. And uh, we did we did saw a little Easter egg. Uh, I don't know if it was actually meant for ILM or for Star Wars fans. But the fact that the son of the main hero of the movie actually wears a Hello, My Name is Badge. And the name is the name he actually wrote on was Yoda, <laughs> so I don't know if it's a little uh, a clay day, which is a a, uh, a, a wink. wink, a little wink to uh, to ILM working on this movie, but I liked it. It's still a nice Easter egg for Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yes. Uh, so then the, the, the uh, special effects are great. That what that what I can see. Maybe the the there was a scene with wolves. That wasn't that so great. Wasn't so it was great. the hair. It, it, it was great that it was all CG, you know. Yeah. 100% CG wolf. So that was pretty good. Very impressive. Yeah. But it, it was missing something. Yeah. And after that, there was the, uh, like Sebastian said, the uh, the air coming out of the... Of their breath. Their, their breath. Their breath in the cold air. It was digit, uh, digital. Di- digital. Yeah. It was digitally ad. Uh, there's also a scene where you see the father bringing his son to the airport, and it's raining outside. And on the side of the car, you can actually see some water rippling through. And as we mentioned with uh, with someone else uh, of the industry back a couple of shows, sometimes you know it's these little things you don't actually see, but they're added digitally. But you could see that, like, if you have a really good eye, you'll see this is not natural wa- natural water. Yeah. They're getting pretty good with special effects. But with oh yeah, they But are. the rest of the movie, the special effects are incredible. They're oh, pretty definitely. good. Yeah. And you know, I, there's just like one big thing I'm, I still don't understand. How can the uh, Statue of Liberty can actually withstand a tsunami? An almost tsunami. Like it was a tsunami. No, it's not a tsunami because the wave isn't formed yet. It kind of forms around yeah. the Statue of Liberty. But still... With all that mass pressure of water, I just can't get it. I don't understand. Like, I underst- 
I understand symbolically it has yeah. to stand up. Yeah. But yeah. Come on, there's another symbolic some like symbolism that you could exploit there too. The Americans don't like the French, and they French gave them that statue. Why don't you knock it down? That's <laughs> it. You know, there's like little message here. <laughs> you have to replace the Statue of Liberty with something. I don't know, but that's it. It's what I didn't like also is that Canada screwed. Yeah. Yeah, th- that, that, movie w- movie. that movie was actually shot in Montreal, and you know, it's really funny because at one point you actually see the the, the storm being right over Canada, or right over Montreal. They could actually have said, you know, the, the storm is right over Montreal right now, and it's heading towards New York. It's going to be there in three hours. But no, it's like the storm is over. Is over Canada. northern Canada? Is everything was northern Canada. Everything is northern Canada. It's like th- they're actually, you know, giving back to Nunavut mm. to the to the to the, uh, to the Eskimo people. <laughs> you know. But the uh, the basic story is about the start of the new ice age, basically, basically. and it happens within a week. But it, they Indeed. said sixteen weeks, so probably no, no. They, they said they thought it was going to be sixteen okay, weeks, but it turns out to be a week or something. Turns out to be like ten days. Yeah, yeah. Storm crazy. is ten days long. It's <laughs> no, it's and amazing. there is uh, uh, there are some things that do not happen normally in in a US film you know the president dies yeah that was strange he killed the queen of England <laughs> yes <laughs> you know but it's pretty fast and when the uh, the professor said everybody under this line evacuate the rest is they're screwed. They're screwed. That's it. So, uh, which state was the line? Uh, there around? was um, basically Washington D.C. was the line. Yeah, but probably Northern California was the was the uh, the highest point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, all all north, they were all screwed. Yeah, might as well stay inside. So and there was a, a a a scene when you know all the Mexicans are trying to go into the U.S. No, yeah. all the all, all, the, all the Americans no. are trying to get over to the border yeah, to the U.S. I thought that was great. Yeah, n- now it was the 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 opposite. The opposite, you know, the Americans. Tr- the best line though is when they when they say um, Mex- the border is now flowing through qu- uh, quite well. The uh, the the president decided to forgive the Latin debt. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> about freaking time. <laughs> yeah, indeed. You know? So um, no, it's. It's it's the a sto- really the good story, movie. The story, the story, all except the the main theme of the cataclysm. Yeah. Begin of beginning of the ice age. All the rest is cheesy. You know, cheesy love story, cheesy yeah. father going after his son. You know, it's it's classic American Hollywood I popcorn movie. I don't want to say American. I'm go- I'm, g- I'm going to go with Hollywood popcorn movie. Yeah. I'm going to go with Hollywood popcorn Speaking of Hollywood, some there's a great tornado good. ripping up the Hollywood sign. Yeah, yes. and there's tornado <laughs> there, all there throughout. Five, five tornadoes. No, it's like half a dozen or a dozen of tornadoes going no, through like LA. Well, we five. see four. We see five of them. Five or Five yeah. of them. There's like, it's there's like an F5 tornado, which is the highest in, tornado in you LA, can think you know. in L.A. Going through downtown hell, it's 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 hell. So it's a really good movie for special effects. Story is could use a little bit more it's hard to do a story in that kind of movie yeah that's it <laughs> but the uh, the sensibility to what's happening to our planet is, is still there and I think that's what we can we can take out of it so I'm gonna go and say you should see it in theaters and uh, for the special effects at least for the special effects you should go see it in theater if you, you don't full experience if you don't want to pay a full price at least see it go see it in mat- in a matinee uh, showing but I think it's a it's it's worth it's ten bucks. Yeah. Mm, I rent it. Yeah. Rent it if you have a good home theater. I'd still go see it on the big screen. Meh. 
It was free. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> we see movie for free. So. No, don't you love being press, eh? <laughs> oh yeah, love it. <laughs> okay, so basically at the end, there's a, a great shot from a satellite. You see the Earth and all the northern hemisphere it's covered, frozen, frozen from uh, even Mexico. It yeah, it Florida snows. and up. It snows in Mexico. There was yeah. snow in Mexico. Oh, in the U.S. game, there was uh, was snow in Mexico. So that's about it. And that's right. So uh, is it We're two thumbs up? One thumb, one thumbs up. I I'd go with two thumbs up for very nice visual effects. Yeah. Uh, funny story, all in all, because you laughed throughout the entire movie. And Not uh, at the right moment, though. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> it was so cheesy. I laughed all the way. Yeah, you were laughing so hard in in the theater. Everybody was looking at you. <laughs> My cousin almost hit you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, but it's it's a really good movie. I I really think people should go see it. Yeah, and that's it for the mo- for the movie reviews. That's it. So before we actually go to the musical break, we'll be just doing one tiny little last thing. I'm gonna mention the fact that Harry Potter is coming out next week, and yes. we are gonna s- we're gonna tell a very happy birthday to our dear Cheeto84. So happy, happy birthday! Have a very nice happy birthday! Happy birthday! All you wish for. Money to go to college. She's not even listening. I know she's not listening because she's out tonight. Oh. So. Talk about a lame. Oh, I know. <laughs> she'll she'll listen to it though in the in, in the coming back. So we'll know about it. In any case, right now we are going to go to a short musical break, and we'll be listening to We Didn't Start the Saga Karaoke Star Wars parody from Etorian. Then we'll listen to Tatooine TV number 18, Pimp My Star Destroyer. Then uh, we'll be actually listening to everything by Alanis Morissette, and we'll be back with the people in the chat on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Captain Topples and Boss Nash, pod races go really fast. R2, D2, Shmi, Skywalker, and C3PO. Droid invasion of Naboo, Jar Jar Binks, Respecting Guru, Mace, Windu, Tatooine, and Senator Palpatine. Dark Maul disappears from view after he is sliced in two. Anakin is only nine, he still thinks that Padme's fine. Jedi Council Coruscant, Anakin's a battle one. Batman is in danger from a separatist plot. Dexter Dexter says to go to the world of gummy no clone in Django, federal clock. Anakin rescues me, kills the Tuscans, one, two, three, count to two is really me. Then Yoda comes on the scene. Django Fetty buys a bomb. Padme falls for Annie's charm. Their marriage is a secret one. As the Clone Wars have begun. Saga, the 
decide What comes next we will see In Star Wars Episode 3 a little bit We do know Anakin's dark side will grow Padme will have the twins And the Empire begins Darth Vader will arrive All in May 2005 Uh-oh-oh Skywalker Princess Leia Ben Kenobi's getting grayer Uncle Rowan on Peru Han Solo and Chewie too Talking blows up all the ran a rebel's have a daring plan. Hot knock Vader into space. Luke blows up the Death Star Base. Luke leaves off the Dagobah, gonna train with Yoda. Han ties two best friends. Lando Calrissian, the Vader caught an early fight and froze on a carbonite. Leia tried to save the day, but Boba Fett took Han away. Luke finds out who's his dad, and Vader chops off his hand. Come join me, can't you see? Son, it is your destiny. Jabba's palace in the sand, and the droids are back again. A rancor saw that Luke and Leia get hung back. Second deaths are at indoors. Peter bikes and scream and roar. Rebels in a trap get stuck, but they get out with some luck. Luke finds out Leia's his sister wishes that he hadn't kissed her. He walks, he walks everywhere. Little man with lots of hair. Vader turns back to the light. Luke becomes a Jedi Knight. That's a saga start to end. Rewind it and watch again. You don't know me, I'm Keith Speller, but I know Jeff Roney. Jeff Roney is one of the nerdiest people that I know. Hi, this is Malena Dio. You don't know me, but I know Jeff Roney, and he is so special. He is very, you know, special. And now? And now the moment you've all been waiting for. Tattooing. TV. Tattooing TV. This is Tatooine TV. Check it out, check it out, check it out, man. Pimp My Star Destroyer is back. Yo, 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 this is too fitty because I'm what? Three to a lot of time, more fly at 50 cent. Check it out, yo. We've been pimping Admiral Johnson's Star Destroyer. And now we're going to bring him out so he can uh, survey our work, you know. <laughs> Cinema, yo. Oh, my goodness. What have you done to my Star Destroyer? No, no, no. Don't sweat it, homeboy. Check it out, man. Check it out now. Now, look. 
underneath the carriage we got blue neon lights, man, to have the imperial insignia. It's be- check it out. Check it out, man. What? What is that? And then on the side, we got these fly curb feelers, man. It's on the end, it's beta hemative. Oh, what about that? Inside. Check it out. We didn't think like 10 or 15 or 20. We got 15,000 subwoofers. Over there, that's not regulation. What have you done? Dog, it's going to be awesome. You'll be flying along light speed, cranking up the tunes, you know, like Earth, Wind & Fire, James Brown. You know, maybe that Eddie Murphy song he was singing. Who is responsible for this? Oh, I want names. We got to bling, and we got to bling, bling, and we got to bling, bling, bling. You know what I'm saying? I can't believe it. Look at there. Look at that. Then we've saved the best for last. Oh, my God. The docking bay, we turned into a dance floor. Now, hold on, hold on, dog. We brought in the ladies. Ladies? <laughs> oh. Hello, ladies. Hey. Hey, baby. Hey, big man. This is Miss Sophie. Yes. Come on, dance over with Miss Sophie. Miss Sophie want to dance for you, baby. Oh, my. Oh, you look so good in green, baby. It's, it's all good. They called me the shark in college. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a big woman, but, you know, it's all good. Come on. Yes. Shake your groove thing. Oh, I'll sing mine. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. That's it, baby. I want to thank Pimp My Star Destroyer for the changes that they've made and <laughs> my new friends here. <laughs> I'm sorry I knock you down, baby. It's, it's all good. Oh, yes. I'm going to boogie down. <laughs> I think you're grooving now, baby. Yeah. If you fly a Star Destroyer to look like a Mercedes, you will get the ladies. You know what I'm saying, boy. You know, you know what I'm saying. Oh, I dropped my teeth. Can you help me find my teeth? Check it out, y'all. This is too fitting. We are out. I dropped my glasses too, baby. Can you? I can't see you no more. Help! Help! Help me! This is Tatooine TV. It's Malena again. Thanks for listening. Because if you didn't listen, Jeff will bother me. See, I work with him. So you should feel very sorry for me. Okay, I will now say goodbye to you Star Wars fans. Ciao, fanáticos de las guerras galácticas. I'm out. It's Keith again. I was listening to this tattooing stuff, and this is ridiculous. This is you nerdy fools with no ladies, having no life. (laughs) Having no life, watching your... Star Wars trivial, playing Trivial Pursuit, arguing about who got the right answer on Jeopardy last week. <laughs> no life, guys. Need to give it quits. Um, but that's it. <laughs> this is Keith. I'm out. The end of Tatooine TV is coming. See you next time on Tatooine TV. Tatooine TV number 18 is a Jeffroni Designs production. For full credit information, please visit jrdonline.com. Only minutes. Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you're listening to Star Wars On the Left. I can be a nightmare of the grandest kind. 
SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. 
visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Hello, I'm Derek Hagan, big star collider from Star Wars and New Hope. And you're listening to Star Wars on Direct. And welcome back to Star Wars Under the Voice of Star Wars Fandom. And right now we're going to list everyone in the chat. There you go, my dear friend. Dal, Stilo, Sturge, uh, Raven, SW, Fanworth, which is Nathan Butler, Siabi, and Tireclaw. Now, you have to introduce Nathan properly. It's Nathan the Plugmaster. I thought it was Big Mo. No, 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 no. We've got, we've got our own, our nickname oh. for him now. <laughs> so there you go. Big Plug. Yes. <laughs> so right now we're going to go to the hyperspace segment. I'm going to explain to you the rules. Basically, we ask you not to discuss any uh, spoilers in the chat room of StarWarsOnDirect.com. If you want to do so, you can actually move to my room one and discuss at will. Uh, we also ask you not to discuss spoilers in any of the unspoiled uh, forums out there in the Internet. Uh, if you could please just do so in the sections appropriate to, spo- to uh, spoilerful people. Also, we'll be talking about that tonight now, won't we? <laughs> That's it. Also, don't uh, forget that you have to ter- turn down the volume for the next uh, 20 minutes uh, when we actually start the little uh, introduction of hyperspace segment. That way you will not hear any of the um, actual spoiler we will discuss during this segment. Uh, we will do a 20-minute segment t- today, starting now. Oh, crap. Prepare to jump into hyperspace on my mark. All right, stand by. And welcome, bo- welcome back, folks, to the hyperspace segment. Uh, very interesting uh, stuff that happened over the uh, the hyperspace this past week. We actually had a really nice report from post production of StarWars.com, and I'm going to go through it right now. It's basically a tour of OSB010. At le- last year, as the animatics department was busily turning over the shots of the opening space battle to ILM for visual effects completion, David Witzberg, a visual effects artist I had befriended during uh, principal photography in Sydney, uh, told Pablo he, he was hoping to get an opening shot for the film. Uh, he doesn't mean the title crawl, but rather the expensive pr- introduction to the sprawling space conflict that kickstarts the movie. On January 21st, 2004, he was assigned as a technical director on the shot code name OSB-010. Five months later, work still progresses on the whopping 1855-frame-long ta- sequence, a varying twisting camera move that spans over a minute of screen times. At, at his workstation, he pulls up movie files to show, me the, to, to show Pablo the shot in progress. Visual effects supervisor John Knoll will handle the title crawl, something that has become sort of a tradition with Null in the prequel trilogy. Westberg provided him with the star field of the Kral, since both shots are the same, the same starry background, but as soon as the camera settles from its initial move, we're into OSB-010. David's shown uh, the rough layout of the shot where simple, low-res, polygonal version of cruisers and, and fighters approximate their moves for direction approval. Once such gross movement and timing are, are okayed, the ships are 
handed over to animator Scott Benza a sticker for cinematic flight characteristic. George Lucas lets, anim lets character animators determine the path and curves of a hero starfighter rather than let automated procedures determine the flow. Once these low-res flight paths are plotted, the heavier, more detailed elements are layered in one at a time. David first, uh, sh first shows the mate painting of Coruscant that serves as the backdrop, then a blazing sun that throws sundogs and anamorphic lands flare into frame. The sun flare was added by compositor Jeff Sutherland, and uh, his elements, David's elements are the planets, stars, and the atmosphere. The next big element is the first big ship of the scene, a triangular Jedi cruiser that has since been dubbed as a Venator class Star Destroyer by the folks at licen in licensing. So we actually have a new class of Star Destroyer. Uh, this is the big, the biggest we'll ever see, we'll ever see it, says David, as we as we, as we develop the shot. We notice that we'll get closer to certain parts, so we'll need to add more details into the ship to keep it looking real. As the camera zooms across its surface, it ponderous turbo laser turret swings out of the way to let the Jedi snub fighter zoom past. I notice the spots of interactive lighting along the massive ship's hull, something in the, something that in the old days would have been handled with hand-drawn animation, but now the lighting passes realistically define how much light in a Jedi in a, a Jedi fighter twin ion engines would spill on the hull of a nearby ship. One of the frames, a close-up of Anakin's TIE Fighter, David pulls up a frame showing the, the light pass. The animation of virtual object continues to grow in complexity, and now the big, the big bright ye yellow light of Anakin's ship are not only lit by the nearby sun, but also by light bounds from the ship itself. A dark black frame with only the yellow highlights traces of the AZ illumination and hard surfaces. Uh, Pablo could see the yellow light sub subtly traces on the shape of R2-D2's reflective dome. So Hennekin's actually flying with uh, R2. The uh, layout department tracked the path of Obi-Wan and Hennekin's starfighters in two diagrams printed out on 11 by 17 paper. One is the top view, the other is the side view. The biggest landmarks on the map are the Trade Federation battleships. Uh, seven of these three kilometer wide titans form an horizon line of sort of the camera move and they can actually serve as an orientation in subsequent shots. As the space battle develops in later shots, we try to make sure it's all in there. In this first shot, says David, in theory, if you examine in OSB 101, uh, 010, uh, shot carefully, you'll see the obstacle that lies ahead, though it's, dark, though it's hard to look past the more immediate perils. Um, this is like a lot of details about the, the, the space battle that actually begins the movie. And uh, you can also, uh, David also tells us that uh, we're going to see more Easter eggs tucked away into this entire chaotic mass. And uh, we'll also see many, many ships. How many ships do you think there's going to be, Brian? Millions. <laughs> no, millions? They, they still keep, keep it to thousands. It's only 5,000 ships. But that's, that's it. Oh, come on, that, lazy. That's even bigger <laughs> than the battle in Return no, but of the Jedi. It's 5,000 without the Starfighter. Without the Starfighters. Oh, okay. okay. So there's going to be a whole swarm of battles between the Starfighters. A million is fine. About the capital ships and the other Jedi. It's like in Troy, you got 5,000 ships and the little Starfighter or, or, or the soldiers. That's it. Let's so. try to compare. 
it's yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> so no, but it's really it's really very interesting. Uh, one thing I like is basically the first shot they are they actually call OSB O one O. So it's probably opening scene. What could battle be, be could actually scene battle. background? Battle could probably be good as well. Opening as scene battle. And one and O one O, which is basically ten in binary, which is basically two in binary. So as the second scene first. They don't so it would be the second shot. With the first shot, of course, would be the crawl. That's it. You think I'm going too far in there? You think it's like one of the other of my crazy theories? Well, maybe the tenth shot. Probably. <laughs> it may be the tenth shot. Yeah. It's entirely possible. You think I'm like I might be right on this one? No. No. <laughs> no, it's entirely possible that you're totally wrong. <laughs> you people are mostly probable. You people have no fate in me. <laughs> no fate whatsoever. That's not true. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, other details that we actually saw this week is we actually got to see the uh, infamous picture of Hannikin's uh, inside his Starfighter with some digital effects added to the to the background. Uh, I believe it's starboard, which is left on a ship. Starboard, right? I think. Could I don't know. Could someone tell me what starboard and is what which 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 is left on the ship and which is right on the ship, it's please? Port and starboard. Yes, but port. I don't know which side is which. Okay. Then probably port is left. Anyway, uh, you c- you can actually see on his left uh, a part of a ship, which I believe would probably be part of the new uh, battleships that we will be seeing uh, in the uh, in in the future of in, in the beginning of episode. Tr- Sorry about that. Sebastian, <laughs> where are your man- manners? No, I just like hiccuped. He's still digesting his dinner. Yeah, it was like a really big dinner. Moe's <laughs> on Sherbrooke. Thank you for the plug. <laughs> the, Britain, the, 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 the Great Britain Journal, The Sun, confirmed the title of the episode 3 would actually be The Bird of an Empire. Uh, the, uh, the newspaper also mentioned the fact that, uh, following their sources, which appears to be reliable, it would be uh, an official announce that will be made very soon. Very soon. So I doubt it so very much. Well, the Bird of an Empire is actually a good title, you know. It's like un- I think we will unlike go to a unlike the f- the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clone, I'm not gonna fight this one. <laughs> I think we'll go to I our sources. Anyone on Sentry Bear, they know the title. They do. I think so. Or so they say. From the uh, the, the the manufacturers. Oh really? Or their hmm? Yeah. Who I knows? Think. In any case, uh, there, there's, there's actually been some, uh, some more scenes uh, filmed in Australia, uh, scenes with some Wookiees, but not Chewbacca. Some scenes with Tim Weirer Morrison in his role as Commander Cody, and uh, there will be, uh, there have also been some uh, Skywalker Ranch re- audio recording with uh, Tim Weirer Morrison and uh, Bruce Spence in his uh, role as the tra- extraterrestrial, friendly named Tyan Meaden. So. I have news about that character in this news. Tony Demo or something, I don't know. No, the, uh, they're actually just like giving us the name of Bruce Penn's character, which okay. we've been wondering for a while. Jeff Rooney said that Starboard is right, and Larboard is left. You mean Port. Port. Larboard. 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 Okay. I never heard that. Me neither. But it's okay, I'm gonna trust him. So, that's right. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Never heard of that. Typo. <laughs> there, there, there's also been a new image that actually came out of the um, 
of, of the internet this week. It's actually an image of Daniel Logan wearing a Boba Fett costume, which would have been made by a fan, and they would actually have taken a picture of this. And some sources are telling us that Daniel would actually be uh, at Comic-Con, and Steve Sansweet would announce the fact that uh, Boba Fett will be back in a cameo in Episode 3, and uh, that Boba Fett will be back... Larboard hmm. is port. Larboard is port, okay. Uh, and therefore, uh, Boba Fett should be back in Episode 3. Now, if you if you look at the picture carefully, it looks like just a... It's a fan-made costume, and he was posing in it. Yeah. Uh, with with consent from Lucasfilm, but it is not meant for a promotional shot for episode yeah. three. Yeah, I'm just thinking you, you just like sh- take a take a picture took a picture in the Boba Fett suit. Yeah, it's exactly so he could what put in his portfolio type kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's it. But if you take a look a quick look at it, like the first time I just glanced at it really quickly, I thought it was a just a fan made montage. Yeah, the, the the head doesn't seem to be in its pl- in its rightful place. Anyway, I think he will be in episode three. Oh, him. Most probably will have a cameo, but I'm not as sure. As Boba Fett. I don't think we're going to see him as Boba Fett. I think so. Probably. Well, his name's Boba Fett, so of course it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> in any case, uh, the, uh, before, the image, before the image we saw in the past two weeks was Anakin and Chancellor, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. Which are walking in a corridor of the Galactic Senate. The image is actually entitled "A Guiding Influence," and uh, what you see as the uh, little alt, little uh, text for the for the image, is basically uh, in debt to the to the product. The Supreme Chancellor keeps on uh, hiring Hannikin's abilities, imp- impression, impression abilities, and they're walking through a corridor in the Galactic Senate. So. It means that he probably saved his ass at the beginning of the movie. That's I think that we can go safely there. Well, uh, he, he becomes his, bo- his bodyguard. So we so we know thus far. Yeah, it's not been confirmed, but no. that's what we believe the yeah. story still is. Tops and Lucasfilms are preparing a new series of cards, uh, will, which will be de- de- uh, available in September. These cards contain images of s- the sixth Star Wars movie. Uh, they, the official website has actually shown some of these uh, images, which I believe you should go take a look at because they're really cool. Uh, one of them is actually episode 3, showing uh, Palpatine and Anakin in the uh, office of the Chancellor. There will be a Star Wars convention in Mexico on July 17th to 18th, and uh, they released the poster of this uh, convention this week. And it, it was a really interesting pic... Uh, a really interesting poster. You had Obi Wan versus Hanakin, and they were fighting for superiority on what I could see, f- on what I could vaguely translate and liberally translate from as little Latin language I might have in my vocabulary, which is si senor. <laughs> <laughs> so you should take a look at the uh, the poster. It's really well done. I believe it's actually a good thing. That they have a convention in Mexico because it's fun. Well, maybe some UFOs will show up or something. <laughs> Who knows? Um, of course, uh, Star Wars Kids website have actually given us given us some more updates on General Grievous' uh, development. The, uh, the 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 more of the numeric numeric wor- work has been done in the general, and it's been approved by Lucas. Now they're actually work. Thank you. 
now they're actually working on the uh, text textures and the colors of General Grievous himself. Then they will have to work into body language and animation uh, so that they can be ameliora ameliorated and developed for movie. And that's when Grievous will be added into the movie. The voice has not been chosen yet. They ha Rick McCollum actually told uh, Star Wars kids that they haven't even started looking for the voice of General Grievous. He mustn't have so a lot of lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you <laughs> must die. Die, <laughs> Jedi. That's it. And if you want to think that's Sebulba? No, that's not Sebulba. Come on, you know, you know my Sebulba is better than that. You got the bad voodoo. It's pretty good <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that's basically it. So I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys think of uh, Bird of an Empire? I think it's a great mm, title. Not so sure. I don't know. I I didn't fight the other two. I didn't care. I like the other. Okay. I like to attack the clones and the Phantom Menace. They you like you like the Phantom Menace? What's wrong with the Phantom Menace? Why did as the a movie, title, as the a title, title was not bad. It fit the movie. Yeah, it fit the movie, but it could it could have been. What better. else is a title supposed to do? <laughs> I know you're you're right on this, <laughs> but no, you know. I'm not sure. It's like I like the I like the. It's nothing like the the, the original trilogy. Original trilogy. The original trilogy. Yeah. Everybody has this glossed over view that it's this amazing no, but movie. No, but they're great titles. The The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. A New Hope. <laughs> now, if those aren't cheesy titles, kill me. <laughs> Seb, don't move. <laughs> Damn it. You know, don't get me an invitation like that and just, like, take it away after that. <laughs> That's not cool. No, but... I mean, Bird of an Empire actually well... Rep I think well... I think well. it's too long. You think it's too long? Yes. <laughs> too long? I don't know. Well, basically, you had the Return of the Jedi, and now you have the Bird of an Empire. So, just because of the fact that it's of an empire, I'm... A little bit. I don't like the. I don't like the acronym. I think it's gonna be the verb of the noun, as it was. The verb of the noun. As it was for the return of the Jedi. I, I don't like the acronym. Of the. B O E. Bowie. Bowie. Like it doesn't roll off the tongue. Well, maybe George Lucas is a big fan of David Bowie. can just like try to put it. Obviously. And try to put it. Go back to the episode to the hyperspace. Ah uh, yeah, that's it. So uh, well, I think that, I think I was gonna cut it up for uh, Star Wars um, hyperspace news. For the hyperspace news, uh, I'm just gonna go and thank right now, just like during those moments before we the spoilers actually get off. Thank Jafroni who just invited me to do a, a voice for uh, Tatooine TV. <laughs> 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 okay, maybe you like my my Sabol, but you know someone is bound to like me out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a second. He's in parody. <laughs> Are you laughing at me now? <laughs> okay. No, never. We never laugh at Sebastian. Never. Now, that was a sarcastic comment from the both of you, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, if you say so. And uh, right now, folks, we're going to go to the miscellaneous news with my friend Kid Fisto. Master 
Master Fisto. Trust your insight, we do. Hello, and welcome to the Miss News. I'm going to start with books this time, because um, I felt like it. Okay. No problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> you messed up your sheets again, didn't you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I have it perfectly organized. Okay, Del Rey is going to keep the contract um, for Star Wars Expanded Universe books through two from 2005 to 2008. Um, StarWars.com announced that last choose, uh, two Tuesdays ago. And um, there's a there's they're gonna come out with a new uh, breakdown of the release schedule and a cool summation of the uh, history of Star Wars books. Um, also, there's a new Old Republic novel series coming out that's kind of like New Jedi Order was. It's gonna be shorter, only nine books. They're gonna be um, two ma- There'll be one hardcover per year and two mass paperbacks. I, 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 I'm, I'm not. So I, I, I'm not sure about an old Republic series. Um, nor, nor am I. You know, the, there's no uh, uh, no characters from the movies. Yeah. You go. It's not general audience. It's. it's well, like you know what? They could argue that uh, Knights of the Republic yeah. broke through but and there no major characters yeah. from the movies. No. But it's not general audience. You know, it's 25 years and o- and younger. No, Knights of the Old Republic. Generally, yeah. Well, so, and most of the, you know, ri- uh, most of the readers are older. Yeah. You no. Know? There'll be nine books, so there'll be one hardcover a year and two paperbacks. So, um, it'll last about three years, I suppose. Max. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how well how they can pull this off. It's it's obviously. They're obviously seeing if they can continue this like they did with New Jedi Order. Um, they've also the uh, announced the title of the lead-up book for Episode Three that's slated for this coming February, so February 2005. It will be called Labyrinth of Evil by James Luceno. Sweet. Yep. Yep. Um, it's supposedly not the greatest title, but. It's the story of a Padawan who gets lost in the Jedi Academy. I don't know. And there's a, a Minotaur in the middle. No? They have to no, uh, no, they <laughs> get it. He has there's some jetpacks. There's yeah, a big bad Sid in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for the book news. Um, Maybe uh, mentioning that the oh, Hive yeah. Hive is available on the internet through yep. the e- through Amazon and must through Amazon it must be available yep. as an ebook. Yeah. Also, Cetus's How option. was the hive? It was Danny. okay. It, it was, was okay. okay. Yeah, there's a big surprise at the end. Uh, that's pretty cool. Anyway, Cetus's deception. So go 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 get it. Yeah. Yes, well, it's three bucks. Cetus's deception is or, coming or out. Or or you can wait. The Cetus's deception is yeah. coming out. It's Tuesday, the first. The first of June. Uh, what was I going to say? Next is the Star Wars DVDs. It's coming out at basically at the same time as the QuickTime VR images on hyperspace. Oh, yes, yes. that's true. Which, which we had to mention because, you know, you heard it first here la- two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes, okay. Um, supposedly, they are making changes to the special editions. Again. Oh. Um... There are new... You've probably seen images of an altered emperor on the internet and an altered Anakin. Yeah. 
I have seen others. Oh. Um, they are supposedly true. Would you say they are convincing? Um, yes, I see. I have uh, a high res. Do one. you think? Do, do you think it's? You, you showed me a video, right? No. Somebody showed me a, a video with uh, Greedo. Was was that? What no. did they cut the shot from Greedo? No, they that would be no. they modified it. They no, that they they're supposed they're they were supposed to change that, but now it's not sure if they're going to change it. Okay. There's a lot of. But it wasn't you then. No, I didn't. Wasn't. Oh, me. okay, but uh, it, it was Dark Jedi. Okay. And he. He, he took it from where you're hanging out. Oh yeah. Yeah. When? Uh, last week. Some time ago. In any case. Any case. I'll try. We'll be back. Um, we'll be we'll back we'll on that with you. We'll find out yeah. about in that. two weeks. Um, there is a lot of there's hope that it's going to be the tinkering with Han and Greedo, like Danny was Danny and I were talking about. Um, there's that Anakin image that's supposed to be coming out. But there are also rumors that there's this archived edition that'll be available in around 2006-2007 of the originals, all their glory on DVD, widescreen, and all the blah blah blah. I'd love to see them, but I'm not gonna hold my breath for it. <laughs> I think that's what everybody should th realistically think. You know, hope you get it. Probably won't though. Mm. But if you ask for it enough, I'm sure George won't mind giving you something and making you pay 50 bucks for it. <laughs> That's it. That's incredible. Fifty bucks for the for the tr DVD and the trilogy. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's still a good price. Well, the, VHS, the VHS used to be sixty. Yeah. Well, no. For th for the trilogy, it used to be sixty. Forty-two dollars. I don't know. When my parents bought it for me, it was but sixty. But the Indiana Jones was sixty Canadian. Exactly. Yeah. So fifty Canadian is it's a pretty good. No, it's actually fifty US. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. No, but uh, I Seb, saw it here at, at 60 Canadian. Okay. Seb, you're going to buy it no matter what. Well, of course. I got a certificate, so I got to spend that certificate. <laughs> anyway, also coming out soon on um, the 14th of September, there will be the DVD THX 1138 George Lucas Director's Cut. Um, there will be two versions of the DVD. There will be a two-disc collector's edition um, and also a single edition, single disc version. The uh, the estimated price will be twenty six ninety nine for the collectors, and the single disc will be nineteen ninety five. Um, There'll be a making of documentary, documentary on Francis Ford Coppola's um, American Zoetrope Studio, which made its debut with, with THX one one three eight. And this film was, of course, insp uh, came from the um, George Lucas student short one one THX one one three eight. Um, there will also be uh, several revivals of the uh, movie um, on September 10th with playing theatrical showings playing in 20 cities including Boston, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and San Francisco. Any news about Montreal? I don't know don't yet. They don't. Probably you can hope Toronto. for it, but don't believe it's going to happen. Probably in Toronto, um, if anything. Yeah. Um, uh, in news and video games, I'm not going to go over all the Knights of the Old Republic news because... If you're really interested in that, I'm sure you're going to go out and find it. And there's there's a lot of new happenings about it. They're announcing planets, new characters, items, and cool stuff if you're really into the game. Um, what's interesting is the Galaxies released a 14-day free trial. The download is almost 2 gigabytes, so good luck if you're on 56K. <laughs> and we, um, you can't play uh, with a 56K. So what are you doing on 56K? 2 gigabytes? Almost 2 gigabytes. Like 1.79 gig? Something like that. Yeah. Wow. 
that's not. And that don't big. forget, you need about a gig of of memory and like four gigs of extra of, of disk space or something to, to install huge. the disk. And we'll do a show about Star Wars Galaxies and uh, probably this summer. Anyway, the thing is, my perception of this free 14-day trial is that they're not making enough money on this beta. Um, and they need to boost people on the uh, servers. No, so they've resorted to giving away free trials. They which they're they killing the game with the Jedi's. Yes, that's also Raven. One Ra of Raven's yeah, Raven. Too many Jedi's. Quit playing because you know we're in the Empire era and there's too many Jedi's out there. Darth Vader, what are you doing? Yep, <laughs> killing Jedi's. <laughs> also. In collecting news from Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target, there's a sneak preview um, coming out for Episode 3 figures yep. later this year. There are rumors... I'll show you something uh, during the break. There are rumors that the characters will be Slymore, Pablo Jill, and Senor Yarua. But that thing was... They were foretold last year. Apparently... These are different. Yeah. This, there are going to be two waves. This, this is the second wave. They'll include a Wookiee warrior, General Grievous, an R2 astromech droid, and the helpful alien character played by Bruce Spence. They will be. Uh, there'll be a pr an also a sneak preview vehicle. Also is also planned, and they will be carded in the original trilogy, black. So the retro, the retro style. Okay. It's going to be very interesting to see these characters because, of course, fanboys are going to cream about them. Um, there's also a 12-inch Anakin Darth Vader Ultimate set that's familiar to Episodes 2 Django Fanthers is expected later this year. Oh, like the one I have. I have the yes. Ultimate Django, yeah. It's supposed to be very cool. And also, in um, hyperspace fan club news, there's the Breakfast Club. That's returning to in uh, San Diego. Coming on, on uh, Thursday, June 3rd, the official Star Wars fan club event will take place since the club has returned home to Lucasfilm. Members of the fan club are invited to purchase tickets at StarWarsShop.com for the premiere of the 2004 fan club breakfast, slated for Saturday, July 24th during San Diego's Comic Con International. Fan club members and their guests will get a VIP treatment at the breakfast, starting with finding one of Hasbro's limited edition Silver Sand Troopers action figures and a souvenir ticket at each place setting. Guests can look forward to, uh, to the breakfast at the Marriott and Hotel and Marina, a goodie bag stocked with treasures from Lucasfilm licensing archives, the chance to share the morning with fellow Star Wars fans, Steve Sansweet of Lucasfilm and other guests will share news and answer questions, and some lucky members will win prizes too. Now, this is a sweet deal. Yeah. If you're going to be a comic con, bag, yeah. that's an awesome <laughs> prize. And uh, unfortunately. And you got something less to say at, at, in the community update. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It's part of collecting news. Yeah. 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 Sort of. Sort so of. Dice Star Wars breakfast <laughs> equal. Goodie bag. That's it. That's one of the reasons I would go. <laughs> but fat chance I'm getting to San Diego. No, no chance at all. But maybe. Uh, well, maybe your parents. Je hey, does Jeffroni? 
He's a member of the fan club? I believe, uh, I believe Jeff Foon is actually going to San Diego. Sadly, I will not be able to make it in, because I will not have but the sufficient funds to make it in time. But he could go to the breakfast for us. But Jeff, seriously, uh, if it would be in, of any interest to you, you could actually go to the breakfast and uh, report to us. No. Yes. Report to us. Sorry, I've been having troubles with the word report in oh the past yes. few weeks. So, <laughs> in any case... Yes. Still today, still today, I had some. I almost had some. I actually realized it before. I give you this gift. Oh my God! The Webster dictionary. <laughs> Ooh, words. The Marian dictionary. Okay. Nineteen sixty-six. Okay. Uh, Seventy-six. Okay. Awesome. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Report will still be there. For those of you who actually were here two we- two weeks ago, the guy started nicknaming me the the the, the perv. I just opened it like. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere, the, the, the Webster dictionary, and I have on the top right of base of the page is mischief, and the first word that I actually got that actually caught my attention was miniskirt, a woman's <laughs> skirt <laughs> with the hemline several inches above the knee. <laughs> so I, that I was mean, in '76, ab- several inches above the knee. Now it's it. higher. No, now, now, now it's several inches below, below the waist. Yeah. That's yeah. Now it's two to three inches below the waist. <laughs> that's what a miniskirt is. Okay, so that's it for your miscellaneous news, my friend? In, in fact, it is. Okay. Unfortunately, because I do enjoy doing it. Good. That's the only, that's the only chance you get to talk yes, on this I show. <laughs> Without interruptions. And even then, Sebastian still interrupts me. Oh, oh yeah, like you don't bug me around during my, my chronicles. I don't say anything. No, you just like poke me and do stuff to me like that. It's, you know, it's, it's not fun. cool. In any case, we're going to actually go to a musical break right now. We're going to listen to Pedro the Lion, Rapture. And we'll be back to Star Wars on Direct.
Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Hello, this is Paul N., director of Lucas Online, and you're listening to Star Wars on Direct. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. And we are now entering our main subject, ladies and gentlemen, Star Wars message boards. Which uh, message boards do you actually go to? Do you attend? Which do you prefer and why? How much time do you spend on message boards every week, every day? Uh, what's the behavior of user and moderators on these different boards? Any good or bad experiences with uh, on these actual boards? So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we want to know. Uh, basically, wh- what can we say? Uh, wh- what are the main different message boards out there? Well, I'd have to say there are the official boards. We okay. spoke with Paul Enns about them. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's TFN's boards. Probably the biggest, by the biggest. One of the biggest. Yeah. There's One of the five biggest, actually. Yes. <laughs> five biggest boards on the Internet. Yes. Scarily enough. Um... Well, of the counted boards, because yes. there are boards that are bigger that aren't counted. Okay. Um, there's, of course, um, Episode X, which is always down. <laughs> um, there's the Galactic Senate, yeah. I know of. Um, where else? That are big? Rebel, mm. Rebel Scum is Rebel Scum's yeah. pretty big, but it's basically, it's just collecting. Yeah. And... I don't know. I I don't do that much doing. For the French, I know their Sith clan yeah. is pretty big. Yeah, but I, I mostly go to the French uh, community website. Community website. Yeah. It's smaller. It's more convivial. Uh. Now, ones that used to be uh, pretty big were the Jedi Net. Uh, yeah. The Jedi yeah. Net ones, but they're not the Galactic Senate. It yeah. Now now they actually okay. are. In, in deal with the uh, the Galactic Senate, and I guess that the other folks who didn't go to the Galactic Senate must have up onto the, the onto, onto the TFN uh, boards, okay. or maybe the official boards even. Uh, it's 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 amazing. There's there's a lot of community out there, and for some reason there seems to be a lot of hatred in between each other. <laughs> 
And there's also rivalries with other fandoms as well. I remember on yeah. TFN once there was superhero hype decided they were going to have a start a thing with TFN boards. Okay. When okay. Spider-Man came out, I thought that was funny. <laughs> But uh, which which board do you go? I go? Uh, for my part, it's simple. I go to uh, Galactic Senate, TFNs, and the official board just to post about Star Wars on direct. And that's basically it. I go a little bit on Galactic Senate and the fan audio board. Because that's where most of the audio uh, things are happening, and that's about it. You know, I I read, I, I lurk a bit on the official board and TFN, but not that much. Uh, I think I posted like twice in my lifetime in the prequel on TFN, and I got flame right right out the bat. You know, I was a rookie, I was a newbie also at that point, so. Yeah. And my, f let's say my English wasn't that great, not uh, as it is uh, right now. It was not that great. It's not that great now, but worse. It's better. It, yeah, it's better. We we can actually mention the Dark Horse boards, of course. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, they are fairly interesting boards. Does uh, Delray or Random House as boards? I don't think. I'm so. Not sure. I don't believe so. But um, a lot of the Delray stuff happens on the Force.net. Yes, a lot of stuff. Delray actually the does post on the Force.net very actively. But yes. no, but their literature section is huge on the Force. Yeah, but a lot of authors go there. Yes, they have, they they have a whole forum just for authors' questions. Yes. So that's that's for my part. I maybe it's a language thing, you know. Probably is. I don't. Well I don't necessarily enjoy going there. It's too big. There are too much people. You know, to tell you the truth, there are a lot of people who actually went on their own like endeavors of starting websites and adding some uh, either easy boards or uh, you know just the PHP, PHP boards yeah. on their servers and having people come to their boards. Um, it's smaller communities, probably more f familiar. You know, you you're, you're a lot. F it's like a, well, a little like family. Just you know? like Sitlan is for us in yeah. French. Uh, I can think that one of a really good example of that is the Indie Nights uh, message boards on their uh, on their on their website uh, on the Indie Nights website. It's it's it, it's you. It actually does use Easy Board. Uh, I believe um, uh, the Rebel Legions also use Easy Boards as uh, as a matter of posting. But basically. The um, the there are so many little boards out there, and at one point I was actually I decided to go on a journey and try to figure out each and every website out there of Star Wars. Holy moly! Were you bored, Sebastian? Well, at this point in my life, Star Wars was my life, which is still is today. But I had like less to do. So I decided to, you know, go on Yahoo and just type in uh, Star Wars and go to each and every site that would pop up, and just Holy like boy. try to find like some, something interesting. Uh, there is right now in Google. I just typed uh, Star Wars on the on a Canadian Google, and they came out with five million seven hundred and fifty thousand Star Wars website. That meant no. They mentioned Star Wars, and yeah, those are the Star Wars boards, uh, or. Mm, 
where Star Wars is mentioned and the spiders from Google have been to. Imagine the ones that they haven't been to. And, you know, the three main boards in Google are actually, uh, well, the three main main sites are Star Wars, the Force.net, and Star Wars Galaxies, which brings us to the Star Wars Galaxies boards. Because they've been gamers are are going a lot to boards to these boards yeah. in particular. Yeah, uh, indeed. If we if we tr- if we tr- if we try to have Star Wars message boards in Google, let's see. We actually have there is an actual website that is called StarWarsBoard.com, which is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy it's an easy board. It's an easy. Oh, board. I I hate easy boards. We've been hating them for a couple of years now, especially since they, they became like, give us your money so yeah. we don't give you our publicity. Uh, there's it, the amount of message boards is incredible. Uh, if we actually type in uh, forum, which is also another term for uh, the Star Wars message boards, we have... Uh, random house? We have random house that pops up. 30 million, 280,000. So it's, it's, it's scary, and you have of course the Star Wars community. But forum board, the is, the, is probably Star Wars forum. Uh, probably other languages mostly use forums instead of message board. Probably. Yeah. So you you will have some French, some maybe uh, German. The, the the top three were actually the Star Wars community boards, yeah. the Force.net and the Star Wars Galaxies boards. So okay. So well, mo- mostly I post at the Force.net. The reason for that is because it was the first one that I happened on. Oh, when I thought it was because you liked flaming. No. <laughs> wow. Well, Go on. Taste. Go on. <laughs> um, and I also post on Sith Clan a little bit when I have new news. They often disregard what I have to say, though. Oh. Because I'm not an established member of the community. Okay, okay. Oh. Because that's happens. okay. Um, I post a lot on Millennium Falcon. Okay. Um, that's a smaller website. And I find, personally, a lot of news comes there first, so I enjoy posting there. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Force on that, I have to say I don't go to the prequel, spoiler, form, because um, I've used this analogy before. They are monkeys throwing their own feces at each other. <laughs> um, I mostly stick with the community, which is light and usually fun, but some of the moderators are Nazis. <laughs> Nazi. <laughs> and they're right winged kind of views annoy mm-hmm. me but that's a lot of American websites I can't really say that's well that's their point of view and if they want to have that you know they have their own point of views mm-hmm. but um, that's pretty much the websites I used to go to episode3.net not as much um, anymore where else Sith Clan again <laughs> I don't go to Galactic Senate I don't like the way their board scheme is organized too much options? Too many options. <laughs> if I knew the place a little bit better, I guess I'd like it, but I don't know. Okay. Should we actually take people... But I do like FanForce. That's my favorite part of the Force.net. We should actually take people on a tour, on an audio tour of the, the, the Star Wars message boards we're talking about here. Um, and Seb, your comments on... Indeed. Well, I mainly go to the Force.net uh most of course basically because I'm a moderator over there uh, some of you might kn- might know me as <laughs> might I don't think so chances are no, <laughs> no. <laughs> there's too many moderators as, out there as the ex-Canadian RSA and the now official Quebec uh, regional support administrator um, I basically just 
I actually moderate the Star Wars Celebration 3 forums right now. And you also sell, you also moderate the uh, fan audio. And the fan audio boards. So the little, uh, the little, the little reason, f- the, the reason for which there's this little uh, uh, marquee text that actually goes over in the latest news section for the the, the, the Star Wars board. That's that's all my fault. Okay. <laughs> it's all his fault. Yeah. The bad JavaScript at the top. That's Seb. No, that the, the bad JavaScript is not my fault. <laughs> it's part of the. The marquee board. is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's HTML. I don't do Java yet. And um, yeah, that's it. The um, I have a lot of fun over there. Just uh, actually, you know, I I actually handle my turf, and I leave everyone to their home turf. I don't go step into other gardens. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't I like perfectly doing that. respect that. That's it. I don't like doing that. I know that some other boards <coughs> um, tend to have moderators who moderate multiple different boards. And different sections of their boards, so it really it can get really confusing. Uh, message for someone here for the users of these boards because you're gonna go and ask permission to post something uh, into one particular section of the boards, and you're gonna post it because you're gonna get like sure it's okay from one moderator, and then you're gonna see one of those other moderator come come by and just like log the thread and say. Just what the, the hell is your problem, little man? It's like, just the heck with it, you know, you don't post this here, we don't need those kind of threads. And, you know, a lot of hatred can come of that because then you email the person in question, you, you tell that, that person that, you know, you actually got permission to post this thread. So, it can be really mind-blowing. The other thing I, I find on big message board like TFN, Jedi Council, is that you go there and probably that the thing that you want to talk about has been already discussed. 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 So the only thing you, you do is search, read, and go. So That's it. You can actually look for, uh, for, for the topic you actually want to talk about, and you can either like go answer at the end of it, or if you see that it's... At tw- the end of 20 pages? Uh, at the know? end of 20 pages of... Uh, I don't have time to read that much. You know? I, I do agree. It's a, <laughs> it, it, it's, a long thing. it's a long thing to read, but it, it is interesting most of the time to actually check out all the, uh, the yeah. opinions of everyone. Uh, one thing that's for sure, though, is that if it's at the end of 25 pages and... There's a lot of information in there. And you don't... And you see the topic is not in the first, like... 10 to 15 topics on the on the main page of the actual section of the Jedi Council forums then you know just like post a new one because there's 10 to 15 first pages yeah that's it because then people won't it, won't, won't people, it means that people are not going to it anymore yeah, yeah. so just like revive the uh, the hype if you want but seriously go read uh, if you see that some topic has been locked don't start another one there's no point in doing so and, that, and that's good for all the boards ov- over the internet. I mean, the Jedi Council, Galactic Senate, uh, the official board, Millennium Falcon boards. Just, you know, don't troll. Don't don't just go there to, to spy at someone just because you don't like them or stuff like that. It's not worth losing your time do- in doing so, and it's not worth the mo- it's not worth the moder- the moderator's time to read your post. Lock a thread, tell you why they've locked it, tell people why they locked it because, of course, you forgot to give a reason in public or because you didn't want to give a reason in public for it would be, you know, discriminating for you. So, don't do bad things on boards. <laughs> this from a moderator. They should work like this from a moderator. <laughs> the moderator should work like we do on the French side. We have a long list of rules 
very detailed and if someone breaks a rule we edit the message we write the article of the the rule that the that that's exactly that what they don't that the that's because do. the problem with TFN is that their rules are very vague okay that's it they so have this rule this uh, terms of service okay and it's very vague okay must be very precise and it works all the time it if is, but for a site to f for a site like like the force.net to actually come up with a set of rules very precise it would take up to 15 pages because it's an international website. No one website would read it. And no yeah. one would, well, no one reads the term of service anyway, but yeah. <laughs> no one would actually. It's short enough to read, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's only one page, so it's really worth like taking the, the short two minutes to actually read it. But if it was, if they were to actually make a set of rules, it would be way too long for, and people would mm -hmm. just wouldn't read it. But ours is not that, not that long, maybe two pages, and it covers pretty much everything. That we encounter in in two years, we didn't add one article in the rules in two years. Yes, we did. Very recently about the Jedi religion. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so Sebastian so edited the rules. Yes, so somebody gone in some of our forum and beginning to talk about some kind of group religion or no cults. Yeah, <laughs> so. So it kind of got scary. Locked. <laughs> it, it was locked and that's sent it. away. But uh, I also go to uh, that's it, the, uh, the, 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 the Galactic Senate. Yes, it's kind of hard to get through. Uh, I did have to do a lot of research in order to find one particular thread I was interested in. And when I did, I kind of like put in my favorite so I could go back straight to that thread and not have to look around for another mm -hmm. one. And at, at one point, I realized there was no more activity, so I just like looked back one level higher in the Galactic Senate, and I found that I found out that they had there actually had been another thread made about this particular subject. So, which board do you think have, has the best moderators, and which board has the worst moderators? Um, I'd have to say, for the worst moderators, <laughs> um, I'd say official boards. Oh, I, I, I why? I've been there once and I found them clown shoes. They don't do much of anything and they're paid for it. The, no, I don't think they're paid. I don't yeah, think they're, well, they're the core group is paid though. Okay. Paul Enns and company. I don't know. I didn't like those boards. They don't. They restrict um, actually the length of the post, which is stupid. Yeah, they actually restrict the length of the post to one thousand characters. That's kind of stupid because what if you're writing? Or I've I've re I've met on read on other boards and TFN posts that have been 2,000, 3,000 words, and I've enjoyed every word of it. That's it. Just listen to uh, our interview with Paul Enns. That's it. You know, what he mentioned is the fact that it's, it's like a speed bump. It's a speed bump. What if... Not to encourage, maybe, people to go too long. That's it. Because they want people to go, like, lower. But basically, people like me, uh, or who just blab on forever, <laughs> but who have constructed... You know, proper phrasing and interesting messages. That's it. Th thank you. Y your ass is safe on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like for for instance, you know, uh, a topic like Star Wars Celebration Three, how to make it better under the uh, the, the the community, the fan community uh, forums on the on the official sites. Fan activities. Uh, fan activities. Thank you. You actually, you know, at one point I decided to actually take down. Uh, most of the ideas that I'd been thrown and just like put them in only in, and try to put them in one message but I had to take like to take three my three messages I, I actually now what I do when I go to the official boards I take my little notepad I type my message in 
then I I see how many characters I can fit in one message. I I, I you cut. Separate them. I just separate them in in multiple messages because that's what I do, and I'm going to tell everything I have to tell, and there's no way they're going to stop me, not not even with speed bu- speed bumps. <laughs> And you, you have a 4x4 four four, so you go over the speed I That's it and That's what I do <laughs> you, don't, you don't even really have a signature uh, the, the possibility to, actually to, to have a signature On the official board So what I do is I'll just like Press return a couple of times Add a line of, uh, of dash mm-hmm. And I'll just put underneath You know uh, I really hate uh, mac and cheese uh, I still hate mac and cheese More than the 1000 uh, char- character limit on, on the official boards But I will keep on putting this message until they actually relieve but, us of but this. But Paul uh, said that they, they will keep the thousand. They will most definitely keep anyway. it. But what I do like about the big boards, like yeah. TFN, is that you go into the community and you can talk about anything. I don't know. Last week, they finished Enterprise, and I, I went into the Star Trek Enterprise thread, and I had three or four posts, and we had a total conversation. But I didn't even talk about Star Wars. Okay. Which is which is cool because the, which the, I enjoy. The, there, there's there's sections for everyone on the, on the Jedi Council, as well as on the Galactic Senate. And no, the main the, the official boards are actually only Star Wars. Jeff is asking, why if one of Seb's crazy theory comes comes through? It's going to be very scary. <laughs> <laughs> But hell will be will hell will loose. freeze over, yeah. and Mac will Chicken start will making peed. more Windows programs. <laughs> oh shoot, they already did. <laughs> Maybe it's true. <laughs> Maybe it's true. <laughs> um, no, but basically, uh, which which boards do you think have the best moderator? I'd have to say Sith Clan. They're really well clean, and they don't professional professional, and they don't like they don't single anyone out, or you know they have, but because for of some retard. reasons, yeah. Yeah, um, I like Millennium and Falcon because they're my buddies. <laughs> they moderate, and I don't never had a problem with them. Um, There are a lot of moderators that I don't get along with on the force.net because they. M- the problem is with the I go to the mainly community and video games. Games, it's pretty basic. I'd never have any problems with the moderators. They're pretty relaxed. But in the in the community, they get a lot of trolls and jerks. And um, so they must whenever they, on, they ch- must be on edge all the time. No, no? actually, on uh, Friday nights, uh, there's a hole, a big hole from. Um, 9 o'clock to 4 a.m., everything goes. Because none of the moderators are there. Oh. The next <laughs> moderator is in Australia, and he comes on in when he, when he gets when he, uh, on Saturday morning. That's so it, when all the moderators are out having beer or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets in, he's like, uh, Oh, I got work to do. And then exactly. you, get like, you, you have like 20 private messages saying, Hey, what about this? What about this? What about that? No, no, there was the uh, thong thread on Friday night. The thong thread? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know, like maybe we should like that degenerated. We're actually going quickly. to propose something here to the to the Musquad and the old folks home of the of the Force.net uh, forums, and we're going to tell them maybe you should actually have international moderators. <laughs> no, 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 an actual section in the Jedi Council and Fine Force forum that is Fridays, uh, free Fridays, anything goes. And you just unlock them on Friday, so people can actually go post there whatever they want, <laughs> and you lock them for the rest of the week. <laughs> the flood zone, you know. That's it. You know that that could actually be a nice little uh, proposition. Yeah. But it could be could get out of, out of hand, you know. People oh, flaming each great. other, death threats, or it yeah. could, could go uh, very yeah. far if you don't have moderators. Even in in those, uh, I don't I don't think I had problem with moderators. Maybe once. In the books and comics, 
uh, on the official board because of the, uh, if that was on the right yeah. topic because there was two topics, but uh, it was uh, it was almost flaming. Yeah, but it, it was clear cleared out on my part. You had more problems, but. Yeah, we don't uh, have to talk about all yeah, of these, but yeah. we'll we'll mention them anyway. Uh, what I was gonna do, uh, basically, if you ask me which who who has the like the best moderators, I have to preach for for my church, and I'm gonna go and say the Force.net Jedi Council. I have to disagree. I have to like I agree but disagree. The Fan Force moderators are very good. Yeah. Some of the other moderators. Okay. I, like okay, I, I'm just gonna say this. No, let me finish. There are good moderators and there are bad moderators on every website out there. There's nothing True. you can do about it. I mean, some people were meant to go to message boards. Some other people are not meant at all to go on message boards. And these are the, the people that will actually most of the time get uh, f- get kicked out or get banned yeah. or whatever. Moderators uh, need to have diplomacy. So that's that, that's the basic thing. You don't that's it. But sometimes you're, you you don't really have the the actual choice right. of actually going overboard with one mm-hmm. person in particular so that that person actually does get the message. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really hard to moderate a forum of over a thousand people. And um, basically, I think the Force.net is actually really well organized in terms of the fact that every moderator has his own turf to check out. And if one other moderator actually passed by that turf and sees something's interfering... That is of a really big problem. They will actually uh, they will actually check out the problem, maybe regulate it, and talk to the other moderator so that he actually does check it out and manage it manage it afterward. Uh, which is basically what I like the most about the Jedi Council forums. There is a lot of discussion going on between the administrators and well between the moderators themselves. So everyone knows who's doing what and what's happening and all and all. And before taking actions, a lot of the time, they will ask questions in the private like moderation uh, administration forums. Uh, basically, that's, that's the thing I do enjoy of the Force.net, and that's the thing I hate the most about this, the official boards. Because, as Danny mentioned, er, mentioned earlier, when we were actually going over there to do some, in between brackets, publicity, uh, close brackets, to for Star Wars on Direct, uh, we actually asked uh, one moderator of uh, Fan Activities. I think, yeah, that's, it's, it's in Fan Activities. Yeah. And uh, she said, yeah, no problem, it's okay, you can go there. And when we asked another moderator in another part of the forums if we could actually do post a, a, a topic about Star Wars on Direct there... Uh, it, it was about hyperspace... Yep. Yeah, we were replied uh, that, uh, you know, you already have one there and we don't care and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, could you please just submit it to the administrator and just come back to me on that. And they never really submitted it until I asked for submission again. And then they actually did. But there's no real, there, there's really no way of, you know, going to the official boards and, su- and submitting something, like, clearly. Unless Except you, if you're friends with them. Uh, no, no. I mean, like, if you if you don't know the way the boards work, you're not going to be able to to know if you can actually post this or that mm-hmm. topic in this or that section. But Sam, that pretty much goes for any board. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, but but if you go to TFN and you make a video game post 
in the community. Yeah. Somebody's going to go on and tell you, go to the go to the games. Okay, is it said that we do have video games? I mean, they, there are pretty clear uh, limits and frontiers yes. for those but boards. But there is confusion. But not, there is confusion. No, there, there I, is was confusion. I was in a thread the other day. I know, I know. Wait, wait, it's okay. But, I mean, on the, on the official boards, the confusion is worsened by the fact that they only have about 10 moderators to the max. I know about I know of about five or seven of them, including administrators, and I mean these guys have almost. There's only one moderator who I really love dealing with because she's the only person I, I find to have a lot of people skills. All the other moderators over the the, the official board, boards I believe have absolutely no uh, no people skills at all. They will actually do lock a topic without any reason just because they don't want it there. And they won't redirect you to another topic, or they won't actually tell you, well, you know, this has already been posted here with a link. They'll no, just, like, I, shut no, it down. I, I think they... I, I've seen it happen. Yeah, but uh, so I, I think most of them do do a, a explain or just do a, a link to another topic if you're not in the... In the in, if you didn't post in the right place. You know? Most of them will. But I'm, I, I actually have two particular moderators right now in my mind, which I don't want to name. But uh, <laughs> the, these two guys uh, actually should improve their people skills. And I'm going to go ahead with maybe a third person, and uh, she should actually work on her, on her people skill as well. But, you know, hey, I mean, come on. You don't just lock a topic that had been approved by another moderator. This is something you just don't do if you want to do something like that if you don't want people to post certain topics like spontaneous polls for instance uh, in certain uh, area of the forums you just either mention it in the terms of service or you make it clear that if you want to do such a thing you should ask at the uh, at, at the top of the forums just give me a second here I'm actually going to go get the actual forum in which you must post if you want the for- there's a forum feedback forum it's the, it's the second forum in the message boards of StarWars.com, and uh, when you go to that forum, nothing that you nothing that you see hasn't been seen by the moderators beforehand. So if you want to know if you can actually do something and that all the moderators will see, you just post it there, and all the moderators will actually see a message posted. It's like the customer service. It's it's like the customer service of the mo- of the the Star Wars message boards, but it's. You know, it's it's not said anywhere, and when you actually get in contact with some of the moderators more personally, you can actually you, you think that that moderator actually moderates this section of the boards. So, I mean, it's pretty logic that you're gonna ask that moderator for permission to post this or that thread, and if they say yes, then it's okay, and so you go ahead, yeah. and you don't expect it to be locked by someone else. <laughs> I mean. It's too complicated. Anyway, it doesn't... I find... I enjoy going to boards and not doing much. Yeah, lurking. Just lurking I, I like lurking. I did a lot of lurking at uh, TFN. But then my lurking days were over because I'd seen everything, and then I decided to post. I don't go to boards anymore. I, I don't have time. I have too much work to do on other things. So. But, uh, you know, if I'm searching for a... a specific thing I, I'll go to boards because probably that people have already discussed it so 
Yeah. You know, but if not, I, I won't go. I'm not. Uh, you know, I I go uh, to our board because it's local and you know you, we know people. But I have it. to say the problem with TFN is when you get there and you know nobody, you kind of it's, it's daunting because yeah. it's huge and everybody seems to know everybody else. But it takes a while, and eventually you'll find yourself in a click, and you'll know people, and don't worry then. <laughs> but it could take time. Yes. I registered November 2001. Which is still a while ago. Still a long time ago. Before, <laughs> w- around the time that the episode two trailers were coming out. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, basically to, to sum it up, I hate the official boards because they have really bad moderators. Except for one good one, and uh, I just, I just love the Jedi Council because I know all of the efforts that is put in by the people to like trying to keep it as clean as possible, and I know those people work hard. So, Galactic Senate, I have nothing bad to say. I don't go that much, but I never. Been I, I I I really do like the moderation on uh, on the Galactic Senate. I have to mention it it's because uh, T Bone does a really great job. Uh, I know he's not al- he's not the only one to moderate those boards, but I know uh, he actually warned someone, and he did it very professionally, which is the way it should be done. Diplomacy. Diplomacy. T Bone has a lot of people skills. Congratulations! I give you a clap. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. And all I have to say is I enjoy the, the Jedi Council. I could think it could do with more dirtiness. And that doesn't mean rude obscenities. It just means more frank discussion. Okay. Because I find the obscensor quite a bit too much for my tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I, a Galactic Senate, I looked on it. Uh, too complicated. Too long. Didn't read. Um, don't have time. I don't know. Didn't interest me. Um, Sith Clan, I go rarely. Money and Falcon, I mostly hang out there and Jedi Council. Do you guys go to speci- like specialized board like Dark Horse, Rebel Scum, or no? Mm-hmm. I do. You know, I will like maybe once a year or twice a year drop by the Dark Horse boards. Uh, there's these, there's the Star Wars RPG Network uh, boards as well. I drop by f- like maybe once or twice a year. Uh, the Emperor's Hammer board, which I sadly don't go enough to my pleasure anymore. Because the Emperor's Hammer used to be like this, it's still this very huge website, but I don't go to it anymore. I have to say, I go to other forums outside of mm-hmm. outside of Star Wars. I go to the uh, Something Awful forum. Some people might be familiar with that. Um, you probably haven't. It's one of thirty thousand uh, posters. Okay. They're registered users, and none of them are socks because socks aren't aren't allowed. Okay. See, that's brilliant. That is, it's it's a very and it's ten dollars to join, and if okay. you get banned, it's another ten dollars. Okay. Oh, bad. Okay, we have uh, we have comments from Tiger Claw. He likes when we talk about bad about the 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 official the, boards, the, the boards that our music fits. So it's 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 totally by chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he also said the. There's another problem with TFN's board is that you have to click through several sections to find the board that has all the off-topic things, things in them. Jedi Council community forums. Yeah, I probably, don't know. I uh, they're in my favorite, so I just it's one clip. Um, what was I going to say? I also post on the Mac Rumors site rarely. Okay. When I have a computer problem, which is very <laughs> rare. 
or when I need advice. Uh, I'm going to name one name from the official uh, webs from the official boards. Yes. Glenn's girl. If you want to be like well treated, deal with her. She's the best moderator over at the official fan site. Glenn's girl. She should have her name in purple because of the job she does. Also, I have a call to any listeners. If you can find me a good Harry Potter board, I'd very <laughs> much enjoy that. Because they are all for 13-year-old girls lusting over uh, that kid who plays Malfoy and uh. Radcliffe. And then other 13-year-old boys lusting over Emma Watson. And, oh, and 40-year-olds lusting over Emma Watson, which is disgusting. Oh. And the reason you want to go to these boards is... No, 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 I don't want to go to those boards. I'm looking for a good one. Oh, okay, for a good one. Like one that actually has 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds. And good, smart comments and stuff. You know, I don't think smart it comments. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, that could be one of the reasons of the, the depression of J.K. Rowling, but we're going off topic now. <laughs> 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 going back on topic, um, we're actually going to make a call right now. Uh, sadly, we're going to call Dean Loss, but he had to go. So uh, we're, we're going to make our first call. And uh, we're going to call, oops, we're going to call none other than Jeff Roney. And uh, we'll, we're doing so long. What do, you th- what do you want? What do you want? You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? <laughs> See, that's that's one of the really funny things. This is why we have to get, like, an actual webcast of the show to show what we're actually doing. We're poking each other and... Yeah, you know, and all the girls behind us, yeah. you know, just waiting for for the break to come onto us again, <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> that 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 could actually be interesting. Hey, Hi, Jeff. It didn't ring. <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> well, we're blabbering along for about the uh, official uh, Star Wars boards, the, the the Jedi Council boards, the Galactic Senate boards, all the basic Star Wars boards around the internet. Uh, we're gonna actually ask you now to tell us. Which are your favorite boards? Why do you like them so much? Okay. Which are the one you hate the most, and why do you hate them so much? Sure. Uh, I have to say hi to Brian. Hi. <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on? Okay. Uh, I check out the San Diego Star Wars Fan Club board a lot, mm-hmm. especially around Comic-Con time. Okay. They have some cool things, and they have a layout of the uh, show floor. Mm-hmm. I used to go to the Orange County Star Wars Fan Club. And uh, so I still kind of lurk around there a little mm-hmm. bit. And the uh, TFN fan audio board, I actually like because I think it's a good draw for people who want to get involved in uh, fan audio. Mm-hmm. So I still check that out. Um, the fan for the fan force boards on TFN, I, I was banned. Oh. And, and 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 it had to do with what we're talking about is that there's really very little education. They say don't spam, don't post, you know, a bunch of stuff. But I don't know. There should be a warning if you post a thread or uh, some kind of URL. They should warn you. Okay. They don't do that or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I was banned, and I had to crawl on hand to D. And, uh, so, anyway, I don't, I don't go to the fan force boards anymore. Okay. But, and I'm not saying this because I like Nathan, but I think Galactic Senate is a well-thought-out um, board. And I think that Brian should actually link to the fan audio portion of Galactic Senate. It, it is kind of daunting once you hit the front, por- the front part and start looking at all the different boards. Mm-hmm. But I just have the link into the fan audio, and then I just check through uh, what I need to. But um, I, I think Nathan's pretty fair 
he'll warn you, and he has a little warning, mm -hmm. uh, little parts on each post, so you can tell. Mm -hmm. But on Galactic Senate, the, the fan audio board, people know how to behave, you know? That's right. So Nathan barely is, is barely moderating. Correct. You know, there, there's a couple of kind of uh, uh, tense moments in the last year or so, but um, I, I think that's, that's what I want to talk about, is that as a fan group of Star Wars fans, there's really, I think message boards are the greatest way to bring fans together. You can post ideas, you can debate, you can post other ideas, you can talk about things in a public forum, but there's really no type of training For instance, when you get a job, what's one of the first things they do? They say, go to a web-based training module and learn how to do your job. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there has to be some type of a more formal education about how to post on a message board. Mm -hmm. We need to include more people instead of exclude people. And just like you were talking about, Danny, you made a mistake and you posted something because you were new. Yeah. People just flamed you. Yeah. And that, that shouldn't be the norm. You guys, you know, new people should be... Uh, helped mm -hmm. instead of, you know, just hammered on. And so uh, that's what I think is important. I mean, sure, you should sign the terms of service because I think regulation because of age groups is important. I mean, uh, you know, if I had a son and he was 12 years old, I, I, I don't want him to be exposed to, you know, some crazy 40-year-old guy who's having a bad week. You know? <laughs> but but I, I just think that people should be educated mm -hmm. because I think everyone has something to offer and something to have input and, and I've especially on the Orange County Star Wars fan club board um, the the head of his name Sean and he he's good about posting behind somebody who doesn't know mm -hmm. and he'll say now I know you're new but da -da 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 -da, this and that I think that's the biggest gap is no one really helps anybody new I mean they'll sure flame you to death but yeah anyway that that was that was my main point there that's a good point you know it's a very good point No, pe people need to take time to teach mm -hmm. the new people. That's true. You know? I remember uh, I was so pissed off, I just left. Right. <laughs> so I didn't came back uh, again since uh, two years to that board. So. Well, uh, well, let's talk about this for just a second. Okay, uh, an internet, internet radio show. That's a fantastic way to promote a fan audio product. Mm. But what if you, what if somebody didn't know about your radio show? Yeah. Uh, you know, message boards. And you could post a small little blurb on message boards all across the U.S. Yeah. and let people know. And, uh, you know, they crack down on that. They don't want you to do that because you're not a, you're not a member of their, their group and they don't know you and all this. Kind of, I, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's people that have, you know. They, they don't like to, Uh, to have people putting up publicity right uh, on boards they doesn't they don't care about the, the the website by itself but it's it's like publicity they want they don't want their boards to be uh, not cardboard but you know uh, billboards billboards yeah that's it so when you come and uh, an internet radio show you know how can you promote this besides a website Right. You, you can't. There's no voice or something. You have to have a portal for people to to, to listen to your show. So. And I, and I try not to bring it up, but I'll bring it up real quick. It's on the TFN boards. Um, I sent a link to Chris and Al, 
on the uh, TFN humor fan audio portion there. And he listened to my teaser and said, uh, thanks, but no thanks. And it was about the time that uh, they were phasing out fan audio stuff. Okay. So, you know, he said, thanks, but no thanks. Uh, your stuff's uh, really not that funny. Uh, it was recorded well. Uh, you need to go back and rewrite some stuff. And, I mean, you know, hey, I'm not the greatest in the world, but I thought it was funny. And, and the difference was with Nathan, he goes, I don't care what you got. You're going to learn here at Galactic's in it and on Star Wars Fanworks. Come on, let's go. Everybody, yeah. let's get in here and get it done. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, yeah. that, but, that, that there is some inclusion in certain groups. But and I, I just, I don't like to be yeah. excluded. I just, it bothers me when yeah. people get banned and flamed and all this kind of but stuff. But at that point, I, I think there was already a conflict between fan audio and fan film. So Probably, sure. So uh, that's where the, the break came through. So uh, I think Nathan mentioned it. Uh, yeah. Uh, in an early show, in one of our show, one of the and first. and I, I had a little fam, uh, a little message board on my site, but nobody ever visited. So I finally put the link to Galactic Senate. So you know that that that's the main uh, Tatooine TV message board. So yeah, yeah, it's the same for Star Wars on Direct. If you click message board, you go to the fan with you on Galactic Senate. Yep, yep. That said, you know, it's I don't want to bash on people who actually want to try and develop their own boards about. Uh, their own product mm-hmm. but I think that there are already so many boards out there True. if you actually go to any of the administrations uh, to the administrators the moderators or anything and you actually do propose them very seriously the fact that you want to uh, promote your, your stuff but you want to do it in a very serious matter and uh, you know do it in a really nice way I'm sure they will let you do so mm. most of the time, and that's that's good for everyone, not only uh, Jeff from Tatooine TV. Anyone out there who actually has something, a fan film to promote even, you can do so, either going to the Galactic Senate or to the Forge.net boards. I'm not going to recommend the official boards because that's really hard, and unless you really have like a really good, good project, they're probably not going to sp- basically, between brackets, sponsor you. True. So... Um, you know, just as much as they've been helping out the fans in the last in the last couple of years, they still have their limits. But so, a question here: Does the official board think they're better than the Jedi Council and, vi- and vice versa? That's it. I'm I'm gonna take uh, I'm I gonna guess. take a, a safe card here, <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna say that basically. Uh, They're for two different kinds of people, just like Paul Hens explained yeah. in uh, in the in the interview two weeks ago. They're for two different kinds of people. They are the most extreme fan who will go to fo- forums like the Force.net, Galactic Senate, and other boards like that. And there are the more casual fans, which will only go to StarWars.com because that's the only website which is the, the actual reference for them. So they'll go to the, to these boards without caring for any other boards. Mm-hmm. So. To my to my opinion, I think these people are actually missing on a great deal of ideas and discussions with other people, but that's their call. And Good answer. Th- that's that's the safeguard I'm going to take. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually had a, have a question here from the chat from Tiger Claw, uh, and I'm going to ask it to you, Jeff. When you go to to message boards, uh, do you actually use a lot the uh, private message feature? I do actually a lot. Yeah, I receive uh, all uh, just uh, message by uh, private message. 
Yeah, when um, when there's a question that I don't think should be asked publicly, it's not the bad or dirty. It's just, I mean, uh, something that I, is between you and somebody else. Yeah, I use that private message a lot. That's it. Uh, the private message is also a very good, uh, very good option when you actually have tension building up between two people. Mm-hmm. You can actually try and explain yourself in private messages. Well, and, and, and I'm not trying to be philosophical, but it's kind of like uh, conflict resolution. I mean, the best conflict resolution is not raising your voice in a crowd. Yeah. It's just taking the person aside and say, okay, look, and we, we got problems. And you know, it's the same thing. You know, I mean, there are tensions within the fans, and mm-hmm. I think. I think we can work it out better than what's been done thus far. So. And probably one of the bad things about message board is that to resolve a conflict, the written word isn't probably the best thing. You know, True. explaining uh, a situation uh, with your voice on the phone or something will probably help way mo- uh, way better than writing a, a text because the the written form can be interpreted very differently that's true and that's what my boss always said is that uh, the the text in an email has no has no tone and you can't tell the tone uh, of what was written so yeah that's 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 true and people don't necessarily use smileys or something in the, the in, emoti- in the emoticon and and such so you don't have really emotions in there so true well Uh, well, thank you very much for being on the show, Jeff. No problem. Uh, hold on to us for a second. We're going to go to a short musical uh, break. N- not r- I just want to ask some, uh, something oh, go about Tatooine TV. Okay. Uh, I just said that there was only seven left, eight left. Yes. So, uh, what can we expect until the end? Well, um, without spoiling a lot everything. Of friends of mine uh, yeah. want to get involved, so uh, I'm actually writing extra things for them. <laughs> okay. So um, there, there's going to be one about uh, a creature that did not want to be in any Star Wars film, <laughs> and he he fought against it, and uh, they they keep bothering him to put him in a movie, and uh, he's mad because uh, he knows they're going to get somebody to do his voice, and he loves his voice and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to finish up uh, Commander Pilates, and uh, I think there's going to be a, a Han Solo and Leia's wedding reality TV thing. Oh. <laughs> Chewie, Chewie will be the best man, and um, and there'll be trouble with uh, Maid of Honor, and uh, whether Leia wants Darth Vader to walk mm-hmm. her down the aisle. And, um, <laughs> That's cool. And there's supposed to be a thing about us. Uh, is it in yes. Tatooine TV or something else uh, separate from Tatooine TV? Yeah, the, the, the parody of you guys will be outside of the scope of uh, okay. Tatooine TV, but... Uh, Yeah, you guys are good sports, and uh, I, I have some, some good-natured Canadian little jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll poke fun at you a little bit, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, parody and, uh, is, a, is a good it, form of flattery. Yeah, so. that's it. It's all in good fun. So. That's yeah. true. And, that's we're sad, and we're sad that you're ending Tatooine TV because we like it first. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it means that we're going to end up with no more of what what I like to call our Stormtrooper Bob. Sure. <laughs> so, what are we going to do, Chris? <laughs> well, uh, the bottom line is uh, is the initial run will be done, um, and um, there'll be specials from time to time. Okay. I, I've always wanted to 
do a special for Arbor Day because nobody really cares about Arbor Day. Heck, I could do one for Boxing Day. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's always these big, you know, Christmas and Valentine's Day. But let's do an Arbor Day, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Boxing Day, come on. So um, th- there will be specials, but uh, I think there will be larger specials and bigger. And um, just the more the more people I tell about, the more interest is growing and I got friends of mine and people that I meet that are really interested in doing it, so it's it's kind of interesting. Toward the end, it's building in uh, popularity. So maybe uh, hire some some other staff that could continue working on Tatooine TV sure. with you, so it could continue. Sure. So, uh, so thank you very much for being with us, Jeff. No problem. Uh, hold on to us for a second. Okay. Uh, we're now going to go to a short musical break on Star Wars on Direct. We'll be listening to Velvet Revolver and Sliver. Uh, we'll be right back after the short musical break on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom.
Hi, this is Dennis Sazuera, the producer of Star Wars. You are listening to Star Wars Indirect. And that's right, people. We're back on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom with none other than Nathan Butler. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Um, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Given given the topic, uh, <laughs> it should be fuming, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, just a little under-life question to uh, try and take the pressure down. Uh, are you in the exam times? Are you about uh, approaching the exam times for... Uh, Actually, we're done. We um we did we had our graduation. I guess it was a week ago, um, this past Friday. So May twenty first was the graduation. So now, other than Con Carolinas and and visiting family, I've pretty much got nothing that I have to do until uh, beginning of August. So pretty good. Great. That's a long vacation. Do you, yeah, do you, and they still pay you. That's the important part. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Do you intend to actually go to as many conventions as you'll be able to? Uh, probably not. I'll probably just, I mean, I'll go to Con Carolinas, and there's a collector con or something. There's some kind of con um, around here, actually in the Atlanta area, that's sometime in June, but I'm not going to go to, not going to go to that one. I figure, you know, after Con Carolinas, I'll want to kind of wash out my brain after conventions, because Dragon Con by itself, I mean, I've gone to one day of Dragon Con last year, and after a day, you come back thinking, wow, I need to sit down for a while, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. As far as I know, I won't be. But you know, it's it's possible. It kind of just depends on money and time and all that stuff. Okay, great. So, going back on topic, what do you think about the message boards out there on the internet about Star Wars? For which are your favorite? Which are your worst? And which and why? <laughs> um, let's see. Of all the Star Wars message boards that are out there, I tend to only post at all, post or alert at all. Um, on a handful of them, the, uh, the GalacticSenate.com boards, and in that case, I really only deal with, I, I guess i got to kind of qualify. On any of these boards, I, I do basically the same thing that you guys said that you do as far as, you know, promoting Star Wars on Direct. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the, the different literature boards around and post when there's a new timeline out mm-hmm. or when there's a new Chrono Radio out or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you take out the boards where it's mainly just promotional-type stuff, these days, I tend to post almost exclusively just at the FanWorks board. Yeah. What I've found, I think, is that most boards out there, I don't know, it, 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 it's not fun anymore. It's, it's out of control. They, they're very, very hostile environments. The Force.net um, is, it's, it's all right. It's probably a middle ground, but you can usually see there is a definite sense of elitism mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. Uh, the official sites boards are just filling with so many people over and over again that it's 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 kind of a chaos of people asking and repeating the same things over and over again and the mods having to kind of you know tone that stuff down. Mm-hmm. Galactic Senate, um, I don't know. It I, I post a lot of, uh, post a lot over there, but I don't post in a lot of the non mm-hmm. um, audio boards just because I haven't recently and, and originally. I got fed up with moderating the the non uh, audio boards way back when, which is why I had resigned as a moderator until I came back when offered the um, 
a specific audio board because mm -hmm. at one time we were thinking about having FanWorks just have a separate board. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. The Dark Horse boards. Oh, what a <laughs> hive of scum and bullshit those are. <laughs> oh. Um, that's a place where you can, let's, let's speak arbitrarily, or arbitrarily, let's uh, speak anonymously here. There you go. Um, that's a place where you can be hired to write something, and if, if there are particular editors who have a grudge, the editors will flame you and try to tear you down on the Dark Horse. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I don't know who I I don't know who I could possibly be referring to or what situation I could possibly be referring to, but but a couple of the editors uh, uh, have a bug up their ass and decide to to it, it's. Yes, it's it's, it's like called the whole unprofessional thing when you're posting that kind of stuff and attacks like that on your official company boards. But that's that's old news kind of stuff. But basically, I, I found that most boards tend to be very fairly hostile environments. Um, not necessarily to to new people or to different ideas because you know that depends. You know, different places are more hostile to new. Different places are more conformist. But it feels like these days. Um, and you're going to have to forgive me for the analogy because I've been watching a lot of uh, Lord of the Rings stuff the <laughs> last couple of days. But I was watching an interview that, that Orlando Bloom had uh, talking about how he played Legolas. And his description of a couple of the races really fit the way, I, the, way the message board seemed to be. He described the hobbits as these the, the, the characters who are gentle, who are fun-loving, who enjoy life, who go into things wanting to have a good time. Mm -hmm. They want to enjoy it, which is kind of, I think, how most of us try to approach the message board. We yeah. want to get in there and have a good time. Mm -hmm. But his it seems like we, once we're posting, we fit more his description of the elves, which would be that they are always poised, always on their guard, always making sure not to get attacked from any direction, and always kind of looking for chinks in the other guy's armor. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when, after being on a message board for a while, you're sort of ingrained into. I don't know. It, it, it's not 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 necessarily a hostility, but you're ingrained into sort of an every man for himself type of attitude. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that what you say, you defend vehemently. It's very rare to see somebody on a message board um, who says something completely out of line, who then comes back and says, wait, wait, I apologize. And uh, first of all, it's, it's rare for somebody to, to just apologize. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's also rare for somebody to apologize and everybody else to just accept it and move on. Mm -hmm. You know, it tends to be, you know, where grudges kind of grow. Yeah. I, I, would, I think you said in a previous round that people protect their... Their comments, like if it was their children. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it, it's like the whole uh, uh, everybody protects. Well, there you go. Let me let, combine a couple of a couple of the old phrases. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the old phrase, "Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one." <laughs> but if that's the case, then the then most posters on boards are acting like they just got thrown into an all male high security prison. <laughs> They're protecting those particular body parts or lack of body parts. Mm -hmm. um, You know, fiercely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's as if don't dare encroach on my opinion. Don't dare encroach on what I know to be right, mm -hmm. because that's attacking me. People. That's the thing about the message boards. There are people of so many different maturity levels, so many different education levels, so su such different ages and backgrounds that I think it's hard. It, it's hard for fans not to drop back into sort of that, that elementary school, that younger mentality mm -hmm. of, well, if you're attacking something I said or you're saying something I said was wrong, you're essentially attacking me. Like if I said, um, uh, Yoda said that there were always three Sith, you know, always three there are, or something stupid uh -huh. like that, right? 
and somebody were to say, no, I think you're mistaken, it's two. Maybe I was watching a foreign version and I translated it wrong. Hell if I know. But the, the response wouldn't be, oh, I'm sorry, you've, you're, you're mistaken, oh, thanks, and everybody moves on. It would be, bullshit, it, it's two, or, or it's three, it's three, it's not two. How dare you, you know, and they'll take it almost <laughs> as if you, you walked up and said, you know, I did your mom last night. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like anything. That's, that's the thing. There is no such thing as, as a division, it seems like, mm-hmm. um, between the levels of offense that people take. It's not like a little, a little affront or a little, oh, I'm sorry, you're wrong, or even a little flame gets a small response back. It's like no matter what size the flame is, it's always taken as, as this same huge assault, and it always gets the... You know, kind of the same knee-jerk response back. It's it's almost it's almost like a nuclear war type figure. There's no such thing as a small nuclear war. Well, there's no such thing as a small flame war either. Mm-hmm. Because people, that's the point. The entire idea of flame wars is absurd. I mean, it's it's people getting pissed off and personally agitated mm-hmm. and personally hurt by someone who they don't know, will never know. They're never going to know these people's names. They're never going to meet these people face-to-face. Mm-hmm. You could be talking to an eight-year-old who's sitting there with, like, drool running down his face, <laughs> looking at the screen going, And we will take it, as, take it as just as offensive as if someone like Stephen Hawking, someone incredibly brilliant, mm-hmm. called us out on something that we said. Because mm-hmm. it's this nameless, faceless region where mm-hmm. oh, it's, it's kind of an... Et- Everything goes. Everybody says, you know, well, it's an, the, the cyberspace is anonymous. It's very democratizing. It equals everybody out. I don't think it does. I, I think people are still people. People are st- some are still going to know more. Some are still going to know less. Some are going to have, you know, the, the opinions are going to vary. Mm-hmm. But the way we treat the, the, the terrible level at which most people treat each other, that's what's been democratized. That's what's been equaled out. Mm-hmm. And it could have been... I don't know. There are some places. I think. I think the FanWorks board is a good example of a place where the equality comes out in a civility. Yeah. Everybody treats everyone as civilly as possible. But you also got to remember the FanWorks board. I mean, the entire fan audio community is probably only two to three hundred people. Mm-hmm. Of those two to three hundred people, probably, you know, maybe fifty mm-hmm. have posted at all on the board, if not okay. less, because there's just that many who are still active doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And. I think it. I would bet, and I hate to say this about the fan audio community because I love the audio community. But I think any any community, whether it's audio or anything else, as the numbers increase, the the, the butting of heads is going to increase. Oh. You're, you're just gonna. It's just gonna kind of. You know, kind of start to fall apart. Yeah, that, that's. So um, yeah, it's like in any groups, uh, like you don't, you know, uh, at football games or something. Mm-hmm. The more people we have, the more stupid they get. So, yeah, the, the old uh, the old mob mentality. Yeah. Everybody thinks that because they're, they're such a gigantic group, you can get lost in the crowd. And it, it, it's funny. It's a, it's a weird kind of a, a, a dichotomy of how we try to look at things. Because on the one hand, as you know, as modern young people, and particularly us Americans. Um, We tend to value individuality so much that we hate the idea that we could just get lost in a crowd somewhere and not be special. Mm-hmm. And yet when we go into big uh, groups or, or into something like a sporting event or a message board community or whatever, the first thing we try to do, aside from you know trying to make ourselves look special by you know making big comments and tearing down other people effectively or something like that, 
as soon as we walk in, we are we are betting on that anonymity to not get our butts burned for whatever we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't know. I I don't think that message boards have changed. I don't think they I don't think they will change. I mean, I think it's that diversity breeds not so much maybe contempt, but diversity definitely breeds a clashing of ideas, and it's it's the same with politics, the same with anything that. It, you have to make a conscious choice to turn argument into debate. Yeah. Otherwise, debate debate just naturally falls into argument, and there's not enough people out there who are making the effort to make to keep things civil, because you know it, it, it's a lot easier. You know, is it, argument is on the dark side. Well, argument, you know, it, argument's easier. It's the old. Uh, I think Alex Bob's or one of the one of the prequel parody makers. Uh, Alex Bob's made the thing called that prequel movie. It's something along the lines of fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to flame wars, or something like that. You know, which which is pretty close. You know, stupid comments lead to bashing, lead to flame wars over and over again. It's just a natural, you know, natural progression. You have to purposely break that cycle, and not enough people are willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about moderators on different boards? Uh, well, I don't know. I think the moderators get a lot of flack. Um, a whole lot more flack than they probably should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important for professionals and moderators who, you know, accept an official title to act as an official representative of whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I would. I'm glad that whenever, like Chris Hannell, um, has recently resigned as a moderator at the TFN Fan Films Board mm-hmm. because he was. There was so much st- just stupid crap going on and stupid accusations being tossed around and all that kind of stuff. So you just get sick of it after a while, like I did at Galactic Senate ages ago. Um, but the one thing that, was con- that he was concerned about was he wanted to express opinions and actually step in and be a more vocal, individual um, poster. Mm-hmm. And when you have to act as an official voice, you can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. Most moderators, I think, work very, very professionally. Handle tends to be fairly professional. Um, you, you've got Brian, Bell, and the others over at the official site. They tend to be professional. I mean, everybody's going to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think they're, they, have, they have a job that is highly, you know, it, it's highly scorned, but it's incredibly, incredibly necessary. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, there have been times where various message boards have had moderators go out thick, I've had moderators leave and not had a chance to replace them fast enough, and you see the chaos that kind of starts to grow. As much as we hate the idea of, of they shouldn't regulate us, free speech, free speech, which is crap on any privately yeah. owned thing. The free speech in no country entails you to free speech when using someone else's public forum, but that's just me, or a private forum, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they, they provide a necessary job. As much as we hate the idea that somebody should tell us what we can or cannot say, you know, it somebody's got to be there to make sure that some random poster on, I don't know, TFN, for instance, um, doesn't start discussing what they want to do carnally to Bastilla from Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> at a chance, you know? Um, it, somebody has to be there to make sure that if this is an all-ages type of environment, that it is suitable for all ages. And mm-hmm. if it's an adult thing, then they, somebody needs to make sure that you don't have children getting into it you know it's it's you, you, the, the idea of a, of a free reign message board rarely okay i'm going to stop you right there well. 
Um, as, as Nathan. Much as those moderators. Nathan. Yeah. Okay. It is not other people's job to discuss to make sure that their the other children that they have no responsibility over what they see is what their no, parents it, want it to see. That is their 100% their parents' responsibility. It is the legal responsibility. It is the legal responsibility of both. It is the legal responsibility of a content provider. Legally. And you put a little disclaimer saying we do not yes, take exactly, That's any what I'm saying. They need to have some kind of disclaimer or they need to have something that says, you know, if you are under a certain age, you are not allowed. Yes, they do. There is, there is an internet. Do, then it's on the parents, then it's on the individual. But you have to have the exclaimer or something. You know, you have to have at least a guardian by the door. And if somebody slips in, that's the person who slips in's fault. I totally agree. But legally, you have to have that disclaimer up there saying, no, you can't get in. And you have to have, you know, even if people lie, you have to have some kind of like, for instance, a birth date restriction type thing on. People are going to lie then. Patient. People are going to lie, like they do on FanForce or whatever. You have to be 13 to join the boards, right? Yeah, that's what I'm that talking most, about. Most places, you have to be 13. Right. But people are going to lie. Say you're 12 years old. Who cares? They're not going to care. It, but it is, the, it is the, it's the, all, the legal responsibility of the person who runs the board is to make that declaration and say, no, you can't, and have that out there. It's kind of like you know on the audio drama stuff. Nobody thinks they're going to be sued by Lucasfilm Yet you got to make sure you've got that, you know, you know disclaimer. Yeah. This, the, the disclaimer slapped on the end of it. If people then get in, then it becomes, you know, it's the individual's fault. It's, you know, the parents not monitoring or whatever. But there has to be. I mean, it's just like it, it, going by that, going by that reasoning, you could say that if a kid um, gets a fake ID and slips into a bar, you know, then that's the same thing as if there was no law about how old you could be to get in in the first place. You know, there's, there's no, a level it's of the parents' responsibility to make sure. And there's a level of responsibility on whoever the patron or, or illegal patron might be. I think it's, it's 100% on the parents. It's their responsibility to take care of their child and make sure that they monitor what their children are seeing. And if they don't want them to see um, XYZ, then they don't. But if they don't give give a damn, then why should the people that are providing the content care? Predominantly because they have a social conscience and I'll stuff tell you the like legal that. Reason, the legal the legal basis for it is because a child who a child who enters, let's say you've got a site that's legal. Let's say it's a porn site, okay? Okay. And a porn site where they say 18 years old and over only, okay? And a kid gets into it that is under 18 years old. Legally, that child, because of their age, has no legal ability to consciously make that choice. It falls on either the parent or legally has a tendency to fall upon um, the people who, you know, were running. It, it kind of depends. The people who are running the site. If you're a kid who buys cigarettes under age, the kid isn't going to be the one that's fined. It's going to be the place that sold the kid the cigarette. Obviously. But it, there's, it's, there's it's a, a problem with the laws, not with... Anyway, we're going to get back okay. on the subject. Okay, we're going to get back on the subject now, and I'm just going to ask you this very thin question. Okay. Basically, Nathan, do you believe that there, there, the Senate should actually vote on a law that would take the kids away from the Internet until they're actually, actually 18 and really mature enough to discuss on message boards such as the Forza.net, the official boards, uh, the Galactic Senate, whichever, my, which, whichever may come to mind. My argument on that would be no. 
They can they can put limits on what type of content is net. They, they could pull an FCC type thing on different parts of different types of sites. But at this point, the internet is as much as it's a tool for disinformation and just you know random goofing around. It's probably the single most powerful educational tool that we've ever had on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as getting information around, getting the most recent stuff to people. Um, as an educator myself, I mean, the, the Internet acts as a very good resource. I mean, no matter what you try to teach, there is something on there that you could point to. And it, it's kind of like the old, you know, you, uh, the old economic thing. Well, it, which, it, what's, the, what's the merits, what's the flaws, what's the benefit, what's the loss and whatnot. And as much as, you know, people are worried about sensibilities, that's, that is where, as Brian was saying, that's where... The parents come in, that's where your legal restrictions on access to certain sites come in. But beyond that, you need to make sure that it's still out there and accessible because the kids who are not going out looking for porn sites, you know, the, the, the 10 or 20 kids who aren't looking for porn sites or aren't looking for, you know, movie sites and stuff like that, or just playing around on, on messenger services and stuff, mm-hmm. are out there pro- possibly looking at stuff that's going to spur an idea that's going to help them with education. Whatever. Even if you're just sitting there doing like I was doing during the earlier part of the show while I was listening, playing Jeopardy. <laughs> you know, those que- the, the, the information that comes in is going to be beneficial in some way or another. You would not believe the, the statistics that are out there in the difference between the educational experiences and success of children with access to that type of information versus not. And I'm in an area where probably only 50% or so of our school students have access to computers with internet access mm-hmm. and it makes such a difference just in their ability to you know to process the information to bring in new information to supplement it to, and even to research stuff on their own unless you've got encyclopedias or a huge library right next door to your house mm-hmm. if you take an interest in you know ancient roman artifacts because something looked cool you know most kids aren't going to run to the library and check it out but if they see something nifty that they can pull up on the internet in a couple of seconds, it's, it's a lot more likely they're going to do it. So, no, I would not put anything out there restricting access. If anything, I would, if anything, with all the with all the spending that the United States government already does on stuff that we don't necessarily need, you know, like like studies on the breeding habits of corn flies or something like that. Um, my, I, I would almost say that the, that the government needs to start doing what some other countries have, which is setting up a lot of public internet terminals. Mm-hmm. You know, or or make sure that all libraries have a lot of open open terminals. I think that's that access to information is one of those you know fundamental you know it, it, in this this age where we're globalizing so much and the idea of this whole nation state is sort of vanishing. Um, information is going to be is going to be the biggest thing that brings everybody together and helps push us forward because mm-hmm. countries are slowly almost becoming mm-hmm. irrelevant. Which which, which probably goes back to the fact that I'm still in the process of reading Jihad versus McWorld, which is a big economic study. So I'm probably just, you know, battling off some of the stuff I heard that I read earlier and in the day. Okay. And that was uh, Professor Butler. <laughs> it's a very good idea to let people have access to information and the balance. It's not all on the parents. Hello? Nathan? <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I seriously... Did not touch anything. The, the, the phone is still on, but Nathan is gone. Hello. So, we're very sorry, Nathan. We, the chrono, we're still online. The, the, the chrono is still going. The chrono is still going, so... Is there... 
Maybe you'll you know what back. it might did? His cordless phone batteries went out. You know, that's a possibility. That's probably what happened. Okay, so we, we seriously did not flush Nathan. We don't believe he hang up because there's no hanging up tone. And uh, the cro- our chrono is still going. I wish we could actually show <laughs> show you this. Uh, th- that's it. Nathan didn't do it. We didn't do it. Uh, maybe it's something that has to do with our... Uh, yeah, that's it. We actually have, yeah, it, it is very odd, uh, Nathan. Uh, we actually have a webcam right, uh, a camera with us right now. We're going to show that uh, we actually have. Uh, or it's it's filming, so it's not on the webcam. No, but we have Nathan's Nathan's number and all, and uh, the timer is still going. The speaker is uh, still on, and uh, nothing nothing was n- we did nothing. So Nathan, check your phone. Maybe you're tapped by the FBI, and you were going into a little bit. Uh, too much of uh, of a delicate subject for them. I don't know. Probably that could be an happening. But uh, you've been on for 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 a good 25 minutes, which but is really good. But you said uh, it just died on me. It clicked like a hang up, but then came back with nothing. So we didn't we didn't even hear a click. It's the FBI. They're shutting you down, man. That's it. Run for the hill. Seriously, ch- check it out because. Uh, do we call this him back ju- just to uh, close everything? This is real bad. Do you want us to call? We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just call you back, yeah. uh, Nathan. This is live radio. Technical problems. Go. Okay, we're calling you. We're calling you back. Is that? Yeah, I think. I think that's his no. ringing. That's not a, a ringing. A normal ringing. It isn't. But your phone is has a problem, Nathan. Let's try it again. There's a problem with your phone, Nathan. Okay, there's definitely something up with your line. But basically, to close it up... Um, Is there a tornado or something? It's, it's not all on the parents' fault, and it's not all on the distributor's yeah. fault. It's a balance. And uh, he's saying that it's really odd. Uh, and I wanted him to plug his... Is a uh, appearance at Count Carolina to end, That's but right, we'll, folks. We, we will be mentioning it in the community update. We'll mentioning we'll mention it in the community update for sure. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, okay. Sorry, that that was really odd, people. It really just like blew up on us. Um, okay, I'm gonna actually go to the uh, to, to the fu- fans who actually wrote us some uh, emails. Which is very interesting emails. Uh, we have Dirge who actually just uh, registered to the Forge.net forums and fi- finds them very confusing. Uh, he tells no, seriously, that's what the, that's what he tells us. Uh, he sent us this message, which I'm going to put in its rightful place. Um, Greetings to the guys in Canada. I think tonight's topics of discussion is an interesting one, and I have a lot of things to say about it. First, I think I should mention that I post on the rebelscom.com forums, and sometimes on the starwars.com forums. I don't like the overall layout and lack of feature of the official site's forum, so I post at rebelscom.com. Rebelscom is basically just a new toy site, but there are also some people on the forums who know a lot about the Star Wars Original trilogy and prequel trilogy. Stop looking at me like that, Brian. I know what I said. I'm <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're very tired over here. I browse the forum often on my computer at work and at home. There's always something happening, and it's always fun to talk to people about the hobbies that I like and the films that I love. Will you stop that? <laughs> I know what you're going to write down. Thank you. 
Um, there are down, some downsides to posting on a forum, however, some people tend to say bad things and some are just downright nasty. It's easy to get away with something like that online because there's no real consequences. Trolls can also be an issue. One of the most famous trolls in Rebelscom.com history was Sith Lord Toys. Unfortunately, it was not yet a member when he clogged the forums with his threads. Rebelscom.com has some great moderators, some have written for the Star Wars Insider magazine, Shane Turgeon, as known as Tattoo Shane, is a notable moderator. He has written several articles in The Insider. Dan Curto is also a moderator at Rebelscom.com. He helps to create the action figure archive at the end of each issue of The Insider. Philip Wise, the owner of the site, has also done some really great things to help out the collecting community. All in all, we've got some really knowledgeable people on our site, as well as a top-notch vintage collector community. Stop fighting, you guys. <laughs> Overall, I don't think I'd ever switch forums, as I have made some new friends who have helped me with my collecting. It's always good to have some someone who knows you can really trust, even though you don't personally know them. Forums are a great way for Star Wars fans to chat with one another, and I recommend that everyone try them out at least once. And I'm going to go ahead and second that, uh, second that with you, uh, Dirge. I do believe it's a real good thing to actually go on, on these internet web, uh, web message boards and uh, actually do, uh, do talk to people. And if you get flamed, please, if you get trolled, if you get flamed, whatever... Just don't answer back. Just ignore the bully and he'll go away because you're the better man or the better woman, whichever you want to be. Uh, so thank you for those very good comments about Rebelscom.com, which is mainly, uh, I believe, about collectors, uh, a collector's board. But you can find really good information over there. So it's a really nice board to stop by, too. Um, we have uh, Mr. Crondrift who sent us this mess, Star Wars message boards, huh? You want the lowdown? I'll give you the lowdown. I visit them all, theforce.net, rebelscom.com, nightly.net, galacticcounter.com, powerofthforce2.com, starwars.com, and they are all the same. The buggest bunch of hypocritical, ungrateful, childish, arrogant, ignorant fanboys are Star Wars fans. They make me sick, so sick to the point where I have removed myself from participating in these dog chase style uh, Ch- Doug Chase tale type discussions They're all the same They complain about how much they hate this and that Then they go see the movie ten times Buy it on DVD And then buy the toys Is that insane? None of them really understand what Star Wars is supposed to be All they ever see is that they think it should be All they ever seem to do Is complain about the special edition and the prequels If you ask me Lucas should have dropped Star Wars like a hot potato After 1983 never to return why should he give the gift of the prequel to a bunch of ungrateful, great, ungrateful, spoiled brats who simply do not deserve it? This world is turning into a big streaming pile of dog shit. If something as fun as Episode 1 and 2 cannot be enjoyed, then there is no hope for us as a species. All I ever hear is, Lucas can do this, he's insane, or this movie is other rubbish, or the originals were better, or that character is lame, or I can do better than Lucas. I'm fed up with this crap. Every time it's the same thing like a broken record. All this rubbish has made it hard for me to really try and enjoy these new movies, which I really do love. So that is why Star Wars message boards are alike. George Lucas, Lucasfilm, and ILM do this groundbreaking, amazing, challenging hard work for years only to get knocked down by some 40-year-old fat virgin asswipe in a matter of seconds. It makes me very sad to say this, but I'm ashamed to call myself a Star Wars fan only because of its so-called fan base. 
And I would like to add, in the, on the behalf of the Star Wars and the Red Crew, that what we have just read does not represent the opinion in no way of Star Wars and the Red. Well, there are some good points. There are some very good points. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't believe in anything he just said. I find it to be, like, really insulting. Well, there and are people that he's just, just basically yeah, yeah, but he's just basically placing himself in that situation he hates so much. True. So, you know. I can understand what he's saying. But he, he, yeah, he's not ta- talking about <coughs> all the fans. He doesn't the, like the, the way you wrote it, maybe it sounds like it, but well, it's, you know, it's targeted. Maybe in, maybe in, in capital letters, language. only because of its so-called in-between bracket fan cl- uh, base. I mean, that's pretty clear to me that he's talking even about me. And I know I can be an ass from time to time, but yes. yeah, you know, I'm not a 40-year-old fat virgin ass wipe. And I'm actually going to protect a lot of what Ilan does, even if sometimes it's not perfect. I'm going to say it, but I'm, you know, I don't think I could do better. I don't have the actual no, credentials to do so. It, they just do that, you know. But yeah, there, there, are, there are a lot of people who actually do that out, out on the in, on the uh, internet boards. But you know, people are entitled to their own uh, opinions, opinions, yeah. and I'm not going to go against that. Uh, I will support free speech. But, you know, if those people actually want to just, like, bar- brag about stuff and say they're better than ILM and so what, and so, and so what, well, go ahead. I mean, if you think you're so, so much better, sure. But just maybe you should, like, listen to what other people have to say and think about, mm-hmm. uh, think about it a little bit more. So, so there's a good point to his email. Yeah, one. There are other good, bad, they're not as good points because he's telling... He's saying everything Star We're all Wars the same bad, yeah. yeah that's it He's saying we're all the same so Which is not, not true, true. Yeah. I enjoyed the prequels That's it They're exactly like the other ones I didn't mind Jar Jar So Well Liar Jar Jar wasn't bad I didn't like the analogy In that Star Wars Mockumentary Stupid thing That we liked Okay that, No that we didn't like That we saw Go along Continue Indeed Uh I just want to apologize to Dirge because of laughing during his email. It wasn't really polite and it's not like something to laugh during, but my dear friend here, Brian, couldn't stop bugging me. So, going on to Elizabeth Wozilek's uh, email now. Uh, do you participate in Lurk on message boards and why? Only to Force.net because I discovered it while wondering, while wondering if other adults read the Jedi Apprentice Jedi Quest series of books. While doing an internet search, I have met and made great friends with people over, three, over, year, over the years there. Which boards do you prefer and why? Well, she prefers the Force.net and the RASalvador.com boards. The Force.net, I feel, is the best Star Wars board ever, even better than the Star Wars.com boards. It is well moderated and the people are cool and I enjoy talking and discussing with them. How much time do you spend on the boards? Way too much time I'm thinking of writing a book, fear and loading on the Force.net. Uh, what is the behavior of user moderators? Usually quite decent. The mods are terrific and I really and really take care of problems, but I only frequent leak literature, administration, Jedi Council community, uh, Maryland fan force, and expanded universe community sites. I hear the spoiler sites can be atrocious, so I avoid them. I only go to the non-spoiler movie site as, as a captain in the EUDF to defend the EU. Which is cool. Yeah. Expanding universe defense force. That's okay. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. They should have a patch made or something. 
any good or bad experiences? Both. I've had many guys try and pick me up, and I'm almost away, always too old for them. I had a horrid brief affair with a guy I met uh, from my fan force, and one which was strictly virtual. I also met a guy who is positively the nicest, sweetest guy in the universe, and originally he flamed me royally and insulted me to high heaven. Go figure, and I just came on to discuss kids' Star Wars books. I really dislike it when guys who are openly married come on, come on to me on the boards. What has struck me as interesting is, contrary to popular belief, people are unbelievably hon- unbelievingly honest on the boards. I'm also amazed at how much of their real personal personalities comes true, true on the boards. I was really surprised at how many guys came on to me. People explained that there are more guys than the gals, and that they tend to be kind of geeky. So they get really excited when they find a chick into Star Wars in Expanded Universe willing to talk to them. It has been a novel experience, pardon the pun. If you have any other comments to make anonymously or not... Uh, okay, blah blah blah, that was us. Okay. You don't mention it? Uh, no, what's left is nothing to be mentioned. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we also received a message from Tal Sabirs. Hi, I'd like to contribute to your Star Wars discussion on, mes- on Star Wars message boards. For the most part, Star Wars discussion boards are great. I used to run my own board, and it was a delight to be part of that. On my board, I go to talk to people from Japan, South Africa, Australia, Scotland, Brazil, India, Iceland, Sweden, and many other countries, different colors, religions, and races. But we all had one thing in common, our love for Star Wars, and that's what Star Wars does. It brings people together. Indeed, whether it's in a line or not. However, there are a few message message boards where this is not the case, and one of them is TFN. I've registered on that board many times, and I've always had to leave because of of the people there. Most of them aren't Star Wars fans. They spend all their time in criticizing the saga and everyone involved in it. I constantly found myself having to defend Star Wars on a Star Wars message board, and that's something I never thought I'd have to do. I go to a Star Wars message board, to, message board to discuss the saga and what it means to me not to have to defend it against zealots who have nothing better to do with their lives than attack other people. Love Star Wars, I love the fan community, but TFN's boards leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Sabir's. Um, I gotta say, I'm not gonna talk only about the, the TFN board because that's probably where I hang out, where I fought for it the last, but. I've had to defend Star Wars saga in many different internet boards, and uh, most recently on a Sitland boards. And uh, I have to admit, it really pisses me off as well. I've never had that that experience having somebody tell me that's like if somebody says Star Wars sucks and they're on a message board, I just choose not to read their message because mm-hmm. they have nothing interesting to say. We're on a yeah. Star Wars message board. Obviously, people enjoy it enough to come to a Star Wars message board. So I just zone out and not read it, mm-hmm. which is great. I love about message boards. That's it. You have you actually have the choice of ignoring someone's message. Yeah, it's ar- I'll I'll admit it's really hard to do from time to time, but after a couple of years you'll get you'll get around <laughs> the hang of it. Uh, Solo Jones one one three eight. Do you participate and or lurk on any message boards and why? I've been an active participant on the Forge.net's board since, since 2000. For one thing, there are such great discussions about Star Wars that I would never be able to have with people of, on my own town. But almost as important are the non-Star Wars-related boards and discussions, there which have really widened my view of the world, the arts, and given me the chance to make some truly great friends. 
Which boards do you prefer and why? I've tried the official site in theforce.net and I cannot for the life of me see why anyone would want to post at the official site. At TFN, you don't have to pay to get certain community features. Moreover, since the boards are entirely fan-run, you don't have to worry about saying something Lucasfilm wouldn't like. How much, how much time do you spend on the boards? I post at theforce.net daily, probably for several hours a day. Uh, with the behavior of users and moderators. Being a moderator is kind of a big deal at TheForce.net and sometimes can bring hard feelings from those who aren't moderators and would like to be. The matcher posters, however, realize that being a mod means more than just adding colors and being able to edit posts. I love this guy. It's a huge responsibility, especially in communities that have problems with spamming and or troll. I really respect moderators for what they do. I know I'd never want that job, especially without being paid. Any or good bad experiences, you're going to have a bad experiences anywhere, but I can honestly say that the Force.net boards have been an amazingly positive experience for me. I've been able to cultivate my writing skills, participate in discussion or on every topic imaginable, and make some really awesome friends. In fact, one of my friends whom I've known for boards for two years is coming to visit in June. I would never have found someone with so much in common with me with, without the Force.net boards, and I've made so many other friends in countries from all around the world whom I hope I, I, uh, to have contact with for years to come. Solo Jones. So I'm informed by Kid that she's a girl, so I love that girl. You know? Yes. She's got the one thing that you, my dear, didn't have a couple of years ago. Maturity. <laughs> and the sense of the fact that being a moderator at the Forge.net is more be a moderator is more than having just colors. I didn't know that. <laughs> you were young. I was a noob. That's right. I remember a few years ago when we started the Montreal Fan Force and I had this young Kit Fisto who came on to me like, ah, I want the blue colors, I want the blue colors, I want the blue colors. It's the only way you would stand out at the boards. It took me about three three PMs to explain him over about two years no to way. explain to him the fact that the colors meant more than just just being important. You didn't do anything. Okay, so it's nine fifty three people and uh, we're actually just before Yes. How do we close the topic? Let's say that what we said uh, if there are moderators listening or other administrator or something. Well, I have just take our comment as con constructive criticism. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Please don't hold it against us. We're the, the the emails we've read, we've read only because we think well, they should be heard and because that's the only emails we've received. That's the point of the show. The point of the show is that we want to have the fans to being, the fans being able to be heard. Uh, there's one thing for certain. All of what we discussed today, we hope will help you do a better job in the future. Uh, we hope that for some of the users, you'll actually realize that message boards aren't all bad. Uh, and as we've seen, you know, and maybe I'm going to take the Force.net as my main target mm. right now. A lot of people brag about the Force.net being bad and such and such, but we've just had a nice message from Saul Jones, who actually met some great people over there. I have to say it's really the same thing for me. I met some of my best friends over the Force.net boards, and anytime I have to go somewhere in the world, I can just I, I can actually just ask from anyone from a fan force near where I'm going, and the chances are I'll probably get like a, a free crash space instead of having to go to an hotel, and I'll get to meet someone at the same time and have and make a new friend, mm -hmm. you know. And also so. for the users that go out of hand, 
That uh, flame people. The flaming, the, the, the flamers, the trollers, uh, the yeah. insulters. Let's Just call them like calm that. Calm down. There's other thing to do in message board. That's than it. Than doing this. I mean, if if you want to go there just to insult, I don't know, like. There's uh, on something just like you can pay ten dollars and there's an anarchy, very good anarchy forum. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, just like to those people, I tell you, if like you have the urge to actually insult someone, sit down on the couch, open the telly, take a look at the tube for a few hours, then come back. Maybe yeah, that you're a dog or something. You, know? <laughs> you, you, you play video games. Basically, you don't need that. It's not good for you. We don't need that. It's not good it's for us. It's a source of stress. It's no good to anyone. Exactly. And to be quite honest, I will quote my favorite movie, apart from Star Wars right now, from Van Wilder. You shouldn't take life too seriously. You don't get out alive anyway. Oh, that's good. And I think that's a really good closing. Yeah. <laughs> so on this yes. note, we'll go to a short musical break. And, uh, we'll be back with the community update. We'll be back with the community update. I'm going to listen to Outcast and Aya.
Hi, this is Mike Gallo, the producer for Star Wars Knights of the Republic for LucasArts. And this is Star Wars on Direct. Welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, with the community update. Right now we're going to go and plug our con Carolinas in Charlotte, North Carolina. Basically, Star Wars guests include Alan Dean Foster, Star Wars author, John Carani, who was a Star Wars artist, Albin Johnson, the 501st founder, Star Wars Fanworks, and Nathan Butler, to, to whom I'm going to give a little bit more details later on, Regional 501st Group. And the events include charity auction, costume contest, Stormtrooper Minuteman contest, sci-fi screen test, Star Trek Star Wars sci-fi, whose line is it anyway, and gaming. Location is, in, is at the Marriott Executive Park, 50, 5700 West Park Drive, Charlotte, North Carolina, 27 to 17. The hours are from Friday 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., the, uh, from Saturday 9, 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Sunday 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Admission is $15, uh, is $35 at the door. Uh, children's age 6 to 14 are $15 at the door, and children's under age 6 are free. The, you can find more information at www.secfi.org slash concarolinas www.secfi.org slash concarolinas uh, Our friend Nathan Butler will be there uh, He will be <coughs> representing Second Strike, Chrono Radio, Fanworks, etc. Uh, Rich Siegfried from Requiem of the, Outfa- of the Outcast and uh, Addictions will be there Run Gamer from... Gardner uh, Run... Ron Garner from Requiem of the Outcast will be there as well. Janine Garner from Requiem of the Outcast. Amy Farrell, Second Strike Responsibility, etc. And Gregory, Her- Gregory Harbin, Upcoming Kids episode of Anthology. And that's the audio panel. No. And that's the fan audio panel. Yeah. So it, most, it will be uh, mostly on Friday, happening on Friday, so mm-hmm. you should be there on Friday because Friday is always the best day for for, for, three, a con. for a three day convention I find the Friday is always the best one because that's the day you're party sti- time you're still a little bit relaxed you're not like in the convention mood and that's when it actually happens and you get in it and you still have energy you just yeah that's that's when you still have energy basically <laughs> um, of course you have Adventure Con happening in Knoxville, Knoxville Tennessee on June 5th fif- and 6th with uh, Anthony Daniels David Prowse Felix Silla, who was the Empire High Ewok, and Eric Walker, who was Mace Tawani in Ewok movie. Uh, more events are to be announced. Location is the Knoxville Expo Center, formerly known as the I-75 Expo, uh, 5441 Clinton Highway in Knoxville, Tennessee. Hours are from Saturday 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Adults get in for $6, and children under 6 are free with paid adult admission. For more information, we invite you to visit www.adventurecon.com. Comic Books and Card Show will be happening in Falls Church, Virginia on June 6th with Shannon McCrendel as Star Wars guest. Uh, location is the Double Tree Hotel, Tyson's Corner in Virginia. Uh, hours are from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sundays. Admission is $3. For more information, you should visit www.capicons.com slash 040606 underscore ty.htm. 
or just like try to find out a link or something. <laughs> and uh, the last one I'm going to mention is Fanzillicon 2004 in Worcester. Uh, that would be Montana, Mi- Minnesota, Montana, M A, Michigan. <laughs> no, that's probably not Michigan. Montana, uh, Missouri, M A, Missouri, M-A, Missouri. Where's the A in misery? Now you want to fight over this? I don't care. Maybe it's Maryland. Maryland. Maybe that that could also. I don't be. know. I okay, don't know. It's in Wor- It's in Worcester, M A, comma M A, Maine. So it's, it's it's in, in Maine, it's maybe, in the state yeah. of M A. Basically, Star Wars guests inc- include uh, TFN's Chris Hanno, whom we were talking about a little bit earlier, co-director of the Formula, uh, Tree Stokes, Pink Five, Ryan Weber, LucasArts effect artist, and Michael Scott. Uh, Ryan vs. Darkman Chris Stormpolos Rares of the, Larkast, of the Lost Ark The Adaptation Shane Felix in Revelations And Ruddy Sejus The Jedi Saga uh, There will be some fan film screenings With live commentary from creators Film making workshops Lightsaber fight choreography More events are listed on the website Location is Massachusetts Crown Plaza Hotel Worcester, Massachusetts There you go uh, the hours will be uh, displayed uh, very soonly. Fan film screening are free. Workshops and panels are $5. For more information, you can go to www.fanzillicon.com. And uh, that's about it for this week. That's it. I'm actually going to mention two, um, two more things. From the official Star Wars website, the ILM models will be on display in Chicago from... I will, I'm trying to uh, look for the date. Um... They're actually right now on display. Uh, on May 28, the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago unveils action and adventure in movie making with a special exhibit showcasing some of ILM's most famous models. You have a Fallen 8 uh, AT-AT, you have a speeder bike, and you also have a building on Coruscant. Uh, this seems to be a very interesting um, exposition. exposition. I invite those of you in Chicago to actually go and uh, enjoy it. Uh, it, the museum is on s- in 55th Street and Lakeshore Drive in Chicago. It's open every day of the year except December 25th. Hours are from 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Mondays to Thursday and 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sundays. More information about the exhibit, you can visit the official website of the, um, of the exhibit itself at www.actionexhibit.org. And, uh, of course, we want to mention the fact that there are still Star Wars, Star Wars weekends and uh, Star Wars breakfast. Uh, the first Star Wars Fan Club Breakfast of 2004 will be at the San Diego Comic Con. Uh, tickets are scheduled to go on site June 3rd for the official Star Wars Fan Club events, and uh, they will probably they will be on sale at StarWarsShop.com. So for those of you going to Comic Con, we hope you're going to go to these uh, very interesting uh, breakfast. The Disney weekends are still going on, and they will be there will be one more or. I think it's a set of five, so therefore there, is, there was this weekend and there's still one weekend to go. So uh, if you happen to be in, uh, or, uh, at the Disney MGM Studios in the next weekend, well, you can still enjoy the Star Wars weekends. Uh, two weeks ago was, well, one week, a week ago was uh, Anthony Daniels and uh, Andy Sekambe. Oh, no, wait, that's this weekend. This weekend's were Anthony Daniels and Andy Sekambe, uh, who were both included in the Star Wars films. And this concludes the Star Wars community updates. That's good. That's right. So I'm going to go ahead with the closing. Following the music. 
<laughs> okay. We are still I was wondering what's <laughs> what we, we are still looking for people uh would like to represent us even more at Comic Con because one per one man cannot do everything. Therefore we are looking for a man or a woman or a woman with good communication skill who's doing a major convention circuit in the US. Dragon Con, Gen Con, Comic Con, Wizard World, etc. Can send us an email at studio at SWENdirect.com with the title SW correspondent in the subject line. Our next show will be on June 13, 2004. Subject is still to be determined. We hope you will like it. Uh, we also want to take a second to uh, mention to you that we have a newsletter up to basically subscribe. Just go on www.swendirect.com and follow the links. These, uh, these newsletters will give you inside information about the show, stuff you don't know about, uh, about us. Which or if you don't go to our website, you will... You get the info to true email. That's it. You will know that uh, there's an upcoming show. Uh, if you have any comments on the show, we would like to make, or you would like to make suggestions for upcoming subjects, we're always open. Please send an email to studio at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is the best publicity we can have by our listeners. We'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors, Setland.net, Legends Action Figures, our web host, simple-net.ca. Partners, FurryConflict.com, Trek Wars, The Furry Conflict Audio Drama, Episode3.net, Millennium Falcon, The Force.net, Your Daily Dose of Star Wars, Galactic Hunter, Keeping Collectors on Target, and StarWarsFanWigs.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio. And just before I tell you, see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, I'm just going to wish a very happy birthday to Cheetor84, who just managed to come back for the end of the show so she can hear us. Tell her. A very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Heather. Come on, Brian. Happy birthday. Sorry, I was zoning out. <laughs> <laughs> ne never never keeping his attention. So this is Sebastian, Lunatic, and uh, Kit Fisto saying, See you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swanzerec.com for more information about upcoming shows. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Cyclon.net, c'est...
Les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga. Des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe. Et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.citlan.net. StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars Fan Audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas, with behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an Internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars Fan Audio community, and the only Fan Audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com, fandom has a whole new sound. Hi everybody, this is Josh from TheForce.net. When you get online, be sure to stop by the number one fan site for Star Wars for your daily dose. Our Star Wars news is updated literally a dozen times a day. We cover everything from the upcoming Episode 3 to the latest video games and collecting news. If it's connected to Star Wars, you'll find it on TFN. Post your thoughts about Star Wars, react to the latest news in the Jedi Council forums, over 10,000 posts a day. Stop by our side of the internet, theforce.net, your daily dose of Star Wars. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. Everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. Sir, if you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while. 